thing is, I did read that. Pero un corazón muy grande. I understood that out of all the things you guys sent me, and then the funny thing is, when I when I the way I translated uh, Brian's, uh, which was uh, something about handsome and pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Brian say that, or you actually heard that? I read that. I read that too. When Brian, Brian said that on the chat, and then I translated it like that. Like, oh, he said something about being handsome, and then pendejo. <laughs> oh, I thought you said. I read it as like you heard those two words. No, and no, I was no, like, no, no, no. I heard that from because Brian said it, and then uh, Omar's was the one that I understood fully, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yes. I showed her the chat, and she was like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, they're my friends. That's how it is." <laughs> yeah. No worries, no worries. All right, and let's get started, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the DualSense Podcast. As always, I am your host, Andrew Orozco. Today, I am joined by a special guest, not Johnny, not not the Badger of the High Desert, not this time. This time, I have a friend of mine. He is the Mad Doge of Shimano, the former best guy from Best Buy. But these days, he is doing great at Harper Freight. He has a perfect fighting boxing record of zero wins, zero losses, and zero ties. So he is technically undefeated. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's Miko. Thank you, Andy. Um, that intro was amazing, but at the same time, I was face palming half the time. I was looking at you. I was looking at you. You were like cringing and kind of <laughs> just like, like, please let it be over. I was over. cringing, but it was very clever throughout the whole thing. That's why I kind of just like, you know what? I'll, this is This is nice. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate it because I was like, I was eat, like, I told you I was eating my quesadillas, and I was like, let me t- let me type it out while I'm doing this. Yeah, so. no, no, I, I, it's 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 great. It took like, I was trying to figure out for like the last three hours how to do this exactly because for some reason, I assumed that Discord had like a built-in like recording mm-hmm. option or something like that. And I was like, it's Discord. Like everybody uses this for gaming and sharing stuff. Like of course it's gonna have a record option. And then I go in early like checking and i'm like like where's the record button it's like <laughs> i google i was like oh what discord doesn't have a recording option like that's so weird so and then i try to figure out through zoom as we are on zoom but i'm not going to use the audio from zoom because it's garbage so we each have audacity open separately and then we're just going to sync the files later and hopefully it comes out sounding good hopefully how do i sound on your end i didn't even ask you on, on zoom it sounds pretty fine i you sound clear as if i was talking to you really yeah. okay then that's weird because like, when i play it back for myself i sound like i don't know like i'm using some like five dollar mic or something so we'll figure it. i'll <laughs> it's, it's, i'll see it later it's probably the way to zoom um code not codes but there's a method of how they you know broadcast the audio from one side to the other i can't remember the name the the process in my head but yeah that's probably what it is <laughs> okay all right miko for those of you who don't know you what is your history or i guess you could say your like legacy with like video games like as far like from your earliest memory like what were like the first games or system that you ever owned the funny thing is um the first system i've owned and the first game i owned uh was right after coming for some reason i remember this vividly but i was in elementary i don't remember the grade but i do remember elementary um i was picked up by my uh by my parents after school one day and they surprised me with a blue game boy pocket and pokemon blue and that was that was the definite like thing in the head that always sticks out because i was i was surprised because at the time i grew up loving pokemon and uh 
during the time, I don't think when it first started showing uh, the anime, I wasn't really exposed to video games. I was trying to watch the anime in, the, in Saturday Saturday mornings. I don't know if you remember when uh, Kids WB used to do the, the, the block with all the other shows. But Pokemon mm-hmm. was part yeah. of that. And uh, ever since then, I was a huge Pokemon fan. I really loved Pokemon as a franchise. Pikachu, of course, was going to be my favorite, even till this day. <laughs> uh, but To this day. This day. <laughs> but um, I guess that was my first exposure, which is funny because it turned out to be, at the time, it was like a new thing to, to have an RPG game in my life. Uh, and then suddenly... Uh, knowing that the brand just kind of blew up to what it is now it makes me feel special inside that knowing i grew up with pokemon you know um mm-hmm. but and for the audio listeners by the way they can't see this but he actually does have a whole bunch of pikachu stuff in the <laughs> background i can see it's like three pikachu figurines oh, a me, pikachu I have, pillow i have a bunch of pikachu stuff that i try to i try to stop myself from buying anything i see pikachu there was a pikachu plush that i saw at target it was like a sleeping one and i was i mm-hmm. put it in my cart and then i just said yeah you know what I can be using that for for vinyls. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring anything Pikachu related when we went to Japan. You didn't bring anything back. Did I you? bought like a few a few small Pikachu trinkets, like a, like a little plush that's in my car now. It's being sun it's sun faded, oh, okay. but it's still there. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did look for a lot of Pikachu stuff in Japan. But in my head, I was more like I I wanted to buy it, but not sure because it was always in that moment where. I could probably get it cheaper at another store, but then that was the right. mistake. I never got what I wanted because we ended up going back to uh, the states when I realized I messed up. <laughs> it, what's funny, Miko, is you mentioned how you got the blue Game Boy Pocket, and that's literally the exact same model I had. It was the dark blue Game Boy Pocket. It didn't come with Pokemon; it came with Tetris Attack. But I remember that thing like distinctively because because my cousin had like the blocky gray Game Boy, yeah. like the first game yeah. boy and then when i showed him my like my game boy pocket and he was like whoa like it's so small and it's like it's compact and it was like yeah it was cool so yeah no, it, I, i'm having cool. i feel nostalgic <laughs> over it now yeah i miss mine i don't know where it is but yeah i, I have it somewhere in my room um and uh, i need to find that because that's actually like a thing i always want to keep no matter what because it's my first console you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah and then did you and then what did you from there, did you just... I imagine you had to go to console eventually, right? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> console? <coughs> excuse me. The most vivid memory I have with a console is the the NES. Uh, the, the NES and the Genesis were part of my childhood, but mostly the Sega Genesis. Um, really? I remember the okay. NES because my mom had it. Um, and, it, it, you know, she had... I definitely remember Duck Hunt and Mario, that, that duel, the game. Uh, and yeah. there's a few other games with it, but those I don't remember. I just remember playing Mario and Duck Hunt, specifically Duck Hunt. Um, and then the dream, uh, the sorry, the Genesis, I remember I would always have the built-in Sonic 1. Not built-in, but like it was a pa- packaged-in Sonic Pack- 1. Packaged-in, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, that was a new thing to me. I, I really liked, uh, loved Sonic at the time because of the way it was mm-hmm. different um and i guess from the genesis uh that's where <laughs> it's a little it's a little sad to say this but that's where me thinking that demos were games and, <laughs> and so <laughs> having a this demo cartridge have like a bunch of uh, other titles i was like yo i have so many games and so it kind of exposed me to streets of rage 
uh, Golden Axe, uh, and other stuff that came with that that cartridge, but I can't remember anything else from now. So yeah, that that Pokemon. So I, I, in a sense, Game Boy was my first console, but because of that, I started getting into video games, which was NES, uh, Genesis, and so on and so forth. Okay, I mean that makes sense too with Pokemon being like your entry point, because like a lot of people, like older older gamers and ourselves, talk about how Pokemon's kind of considered like a baby's first RPG because yeah. that's essentially yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's is. like it is, and it, instead of go ahead. Uh, the funny thing is that you mentioned baby's RPG. It's literally the tool that helped me learn how to read English. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And, Absolutely. And it's, it's funny because um, growing up, I wasn't very. Uh, I would I would want to say I was smart, but I didn't put the effort in it. Um, but when I, I remember vividly in uh, elementary, where I would take, uh, I, I guess in, uh, for me, kindergarten, I was able to pronounce and spell things fine because of Pokemon. And uh, and it's funny because it look in retrospect, I learned a, I learned my native language before I learned English. So okay. the fact that I was able to do that, it was, uh, uh, to me, looking back, it's, it's a blessing in disguise because growing up also, my, a lot of like, uh, people from my culture would always be asking me, oh, you, learned, you, you know your language and you know English? How does that happen? It's like, you know, I grew up with it and I stuck with it. I didn't want to lose either language. So that's, it, it's a blessing to me. Okay. So, you got, so at home, you guys speak Tagalog, right? We speak a, a bit of both, uh, mostly well, with my mom, English. Uh, with my grandma, Tagalog. Uh, and with my dad, is English as well because he's my stepdad. And he speaks uh, Portuguese and English more than uh, than uh, Tagalog. Really? Nelson knows Portuguese. I didn't know that. Yeah. Does he have a Portuguese background? Yeah, he's from Brazil. Okay, that makes sense. I think the only other country <laughs> besides Portugal that speaks Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Okay. That's really cool. Uh, Miko, just real quick, just check to make sure your audacity is still running. It's still running. Uh, Ten minutes. In, <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Just make. Because I, I was doing the same thing. Like when we were speaking, I was like, "Let me check." I'm like, "Okay, I'm still good." Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So thank you, uh, Miko, for that. Uh, let's go ahead. Why don't we just actually get started? Like actually started started with the episode. So we have like I like I mentioned earlier, we have like two topics to talk about or news stories, and then like a third one that's kind of like a pseudo topic sort of in a way but well that's fine we'll get to it uh let's start with our first one we have an article from kotaku written by zach zweizen i hope i said that name right battlefield 2042 is now one of the worst reviewed games in steam history battlefield 2042 officially released just two days ago so this would okay this was from yesterday so now it's three days actually is now one of the worst reviewed games on steam with over twenty nine thousand negative reviews wow currently it sits as the eighth lowest rated game on steam as spotted by forbes via the steam 250 website the game has now entered the top 10 worst reviewed games on steam list currently at number eight and as more players review the game negatively it will likely move up this list it's still not as hated as the disaster pretending to be a video game known as eFootball 22, but that's a low bar to clear. So I, that's like a link for like a different article, I guess. Battlefield 2042 has had a rough launch with players complaining about broken vehicles, bad hitboxes, shoddy PC performance, issues with bullet registration and accuracy, a lack of features, and more. While the game did receive a day one patch, BF 2042 is still in really rough shape, and as a result, 
over on Steam, the game is getting reviewed very, very poorly by thousands of players. Of the nearly 40,000 reviews on Steam, Battlefield 2042 has only around 9,700 positive reviews. The other 29,000 plus reviews are negative, with many complaining about a lack of weapons, features, and bad performance. One, one Steam review says, When Battlefield 3 came out, I thought to myself, imagine how Battlefield will look like in 10 years. Was not expecting this. <laughs> Players have spent the past few days complaining, I'm sorry, compiling a list of everything that is missing or broken in the game. And it's a, long, lo- it's a lot longer than, than expected. Some notable missions include limited traversal options, no standard server browser, the removal of the class-based system. Well, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Wow. No in-game profile or stats page, no spectator mode, and a lack of destruction compared to past games. Uh, while I expect EA and DICE will work to improve Battlefield 2042 across all platforms, I get the distinct feeling this game shouldn't have shipped this year. Perhaps in a few months, after some big updates, BF 2042 will improve its Steam reviews. But for now, it's one of the worst-reviewed games on the platform. And so that article comes to us by the way of Kotaku. Um, I remember when... I think I, rem- I don't remember. I think it was this past E3 where they showed Battlefield, and it's like, it's going to be $70, Oof. not feature a campaign, Oof. and it's going to be just the big, was it 128 or whatever, like, yeah. players. That was, like, one and of the big then, selling points. Or not selling points, but one of the big things they made of with, during that um, presentation. And then, like, the one thing that stood out that was, like, really cool was, like, the, was it the Portal? Not Portal. What's it called? <laughs> I was think, it Portal? I think it was called the Portal. Is that when they uh, bring up, like, different um, eras and the war? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, when I saw that, I thought, you know, they if they can do it right, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember you, you mentioned it, like, since then up until now. Like, well, up until release, I remember you mentioned, like, like I'm only buying it for the Portal mode. Like, I'm only buying it for the Portal mode. Yeah. And I was like... Cause we were talking about I was talking about this yesterday with Brian. We were visiting our cousin's house for a baby shower, and we we got on the topic about uh, Battlefield because we were talking about the EA stuff and the uh, shoot I forgot what the other thing was. Oh, we were talking about Blizzard. It was like kind of related. Anyways, we were talking about Battlefield and our cousin who's like he's kind of into games but not like as much as Brian and I. He was like it's like oh yeah I wasn't gonna pay, I wasn't gonna pay seventy dollars for a game with like no campaign like even if it's just like people only buy battlefield for the multiplayer but still like it seemed like a bad idea too and like he said like, i saw like reviews and stuff and like it's just like people who got it in the early was it the early access mode in the beta stuff were like like this needs to go back in the oven like it is not ready and we were talking about how funny it is that because you and i have mentioned this before miko when we asked like in the in the group chat like hey is anybody getting Vanguard? Like Call of Duty Vanguard? And everyone's like, mm, like kind of indifferent. I think you said you were interested in the campaign, but you weren't going to pay yeah. that much for just the campaign. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing uh, a video, I believe it was from uh, GameBolt or GameRanks, where they said uh, something about the vi- campaign being sh- very short for what you're paying. Um, the only good thing about the campaign is that the visuals are like really good. It's almost photorealistic now. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's only something subjective because you can think that that looks photorealistic but someone else might just think it's also just a video game but yeah like um, Vanguard and Battlefield at this moment it, it was it's a bit disappointing uh, because we're expecting to, we I guess the group was expecting to play a next not next gen but like a next shooter after what Black Ops was 
uh, Cold War, mm-hmm. uh, and we did have right. a great time with that game, uh, despite its uh, uh, hit or misses when it comes to like content. I know some content I didn't like, and some of the other guys in the chat did like it. Um, but yeah, we were looking at for me specifically. I was looking forward to Portal, the Portal mode. But uh, mm-hmm. just hearing you say that article makes me want to just like take a step back and said, "Wait, they introduced Portal, but they stripped Battlefield bare bones with almost nothing to to make you want to keep playing." You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. the way the way I wanted Battlefield to be would be maybe how Battlefield specifically three and four with a huge improvement. That's the Battlefield that I remember, which is. Right. Now that I think about it, it's roughly about ten years old. You know, uh, those games. <laughs> Has it been ten years? Well, since three, I, th- I think three yeah, was about I think... ten. Four was probably about eight or seven. I think closer to seven, yeah. <laughs> and it's anyway. So we were talking about how it seems weird, like this year, especially specifically this year, like Battlefield doing poorly and Call of Duty doing poorly have like really paved the way for like Halo to be like the main big shooter and yeah. like i'm not a really big halo fan but like you guys you and the rest of the group chat like have been playing a lot of halo yeah yeah so and and the funny thing is i made a comment to one of our friends and when we were playing it i had this weird feeling playing it it's it's a weird feeling to describe but when i was playing with a group or with uh with one of the group members it, it's a weird thing I, I can't stress this enough but when i was playing it while we were playing the game i felt like i had mm-hmm. homework due <laughs> You know what I mean? Like what? It's such a weird feeling. Like I had something like, I, I guess my mindset just kind of just uh, went back in time to the point where one of them and uh, Omar and I basically were playing Halo ODST. That's our first. Okay. Uh, that's our first Halo game that we played together. And during the time it was in high school, so I guess playing Halo again as a group and then getting really into the multiplayer just kind of like brought that memory back. And that's the feeling that I had back come to me, which is really weird. Um, but the the gameplay for Halo uh, feels it, it's it's a bit buggy, but it's smooth. It's a refreshing take on an FPS, um, and I feel like since they released the multiplayer for free and the full base game with the campaign later on, I think that's a good way, in my opinion, for the game to release as a beta multiplayer or multiplayer beta for them to get feedback and then you know improve on that feedback on. Uh, coming the release date which is probably like about a week and a half or two weeks from now i think yeah i think it comes out like early early, early december <laughs> yeah. so that sounds right back, back to uh battlefield though i remember the last one too battlefield was it five right the world five, war Two one like yeah that one didn't do so well either like not because of really not because it was like buggy or broken but that one actually it didn't like it reviewed well <laughs> But it did pour like financially, like not that many people actually bought that game for some reason, can, for one yeah, reason or another. I can see that. So like after that, and then you know going back to like what people quote want and quote with this one, and it's like you have to imagine over there they're kind of wondering like what are we doing wrong, because the first the first thing I somebody previewed battle this one this Battlefield twenty forty two. And I asked them, like, oh, like, how many guns is there, like, in the game? Because I'm curious. Because, like, for me, Battlefield games have, like, the gun customization and, like, the unlocks and, like, that kind of stuff is, like, what keeps you playing. Uh-huh. And they said, like, oh, there's not that many. There's only, like, 22 in the whole game. And I'm like, wait, 22? <laughs> like, like not even Call of Duty has, like, that little, like, for a ga- guns. Game? Yeah, guns to choose from. <laughs> and I'm like, because, like. In Call of Duty, like the, what keeps me going is like, okay, I need to max out this weapon, and then I move on to the next weapon, right? Like I have to have something to 
I need to have like that carrot on a stick thing to kind of keep me going, like something to work towards. So having very little like gun customization and then getting rid of like the class system because I that's what I loved about Battlefield that Call of Duty doesn't do is it has the like there is a role for everybody. Like you have squads and stuff and like each person has a specific role to play and usually they're not always balanced. Like almost everybody was the the one with the defibs. I forget what it's, which one's the that medic? one's called. The med. I don't know if they call it a medic. It's probably a medic or assault. I know there's a demolition yes. assault uh, sniper, I believe, and then there was one more. That's assault was medic, I think, though. Yeah, but it was right. That last one slipping out. Yeah, it should be. It should be medic because that's that's the one with and the like some engineer class or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like everybody would do like the medic one or the one that just has like the unlimited ammo and stuff. That's pretty much what everybody ran. But like, yeah. at least then there was like something more to do than just being like i'm just gonna you know like call of duty where it's like a twitch arcadey shooter like battlefield had like the class systems and the vehicles and like all the stuff to like set it apart and then support, by taking sorry. away all that stuff support that's that, right that was, support that was a class and by them like taking out all that stuff it's kind of like like why are you going backwards like most games like successive games build off the games that come before and it seems like like we're gonna take away the campaign and we're gonna take away the stuff that makes this game like unique but uh and we're still gonna charge like full price for it and oh okay we're gonna throw in a portal mode that that should offset it maybe a little bit sounds pretty EA maybe to me. <laughs> it does sound like EA, a nickel and dime you yeah you're right but um I don't know. It just seems so bizarre, and like I'm not even excited for the game. And like I remember, I was like, "Oh, it came out already." I'm like, yeah, huh. yeah. That, like, okay, whatever. Now, now that you mentioned that, it's the same thing with Vanguard. I actually forgot that Vanguard was releasing um, when it released. So when when um, when uh, people started reviewing it, I'm like, Vanguard came out, and it, it just I guess Forza Horizon Five took over that in my head because I actually enjoyed that game too. So, uh, but the fact that Call of Duty, which is a yearly title, supposed to be a big title. And Battlefield uh, 2042, it's another big title that's supposed to be a big title, went under my radar. It, it's it's interesting. That's weird, yeah. right? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I mentioned in the group chat, too. I was like, I think for the, this is like the first Call of Duty game where I feel like it wasn't actually like aggressively marketed. Yeah, because like, just kind of... I didn't, I didn't see that many like advertisements for it, really, or like any pre... I think there was the what they did like that multiplayer beta that they always do for COD like every year like yeah. a month before, but yeah. like nothing outside of like that King of the Hill or whatever it's called that Hill mode or whatever it was like or Conquest or whatever it was called. <laughs> like outside of that, there was like no buzz or anything. And I think what it is really is I think part of it is kind of fatigue, and then part of it is like this is just the filler until we get to Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. Because, like, I think most people are kind of just like, oh, World War II again? It's like, okay, whatever. And, like, we're really, you want to see, you know, Soap and, I'm sorry, we want to see Price and freaking Ghost and them to come back. And I think most people, I, I mean, I'm kind of speaking and I don't leave it about myself, but I think, I think the general idea is most people are more excited about the Infinity Ward Call of Duty games, so. Yeah, and the, it's funny you bring that up because I think, I think uh, Activision shot themselves in the foot because I believe when, uh, the tra- the leak or the trailer for Modern Warfare Two was announced, or when I, I don't honestly don't remember when it was announced, but I know that was announced when Vanguard was supposed to be announced at the same time, almost at the same time, if I remember. I... And so, 
the fact that they did that, I feel like they completely took not the most, momentum, but the, yeah, the momentum of the people expecting for the next Call of Duty, which is this year. Now they're looking forward to Modern Warfare Two, which honestly, now that you mention it, at the time when they announced Modern Warfare Two, I completely forgot about Vanguard. And I even told myself mm-hmm. I'd rather get Modern Warfare Two than Vanguard because of because of how the first one ended on the PlayStation Four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I do remember that now. It was like it was like a small. I re- I was I read the article. And it was like a small like oh yeah like we've already started work on Modern Warfare Two or whatever. And it was like like what like work's already started on Modern Warfare Two. And it's like Vanguard who like what? Yeah. I mean <laughs> so, like I, like I said I think they shot themselves in the foot. They should have probably held off on that. Let Vanguard ride its course. And then, mm-hmm. and then maybe during the video game awards, that's when they should have dropped uh, something about Van. I mean, uh, Modern Warfare Two, or even maybe start of the new year. Because I think Activision is just thinking, oh, they're gonna love Call of Duty no matter what. Let's just show them this. Let's show them that. They're gonna buy it. And I guess from the numbers right now, it just shows that not that many people are willing to pay for a yearly Call of Duty, specific specifically a Call of Duty that has a a, a time frame very similar to the last like uh like i think cold war is not the same as world war ii but you, right. you know what i mean but like it's 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 not distinguishable enough for it to be a call of duty that you would enjoy and look forward to right uh we talked about it on the last episode actually uh that was we read an article where they mentioned the uk that the launch sales for vanguard were like 40 percent lower than the previous call of duty which is wow freaking huge it's almost like half yeah yeah so i guess the sales figures kind of speak for themselves uh yeah you gotta hit them in their pocket to show to show what the people or the gamers want at this point because yeah (laughs) yeah all right Rico. let's move on to our next story real quick uh this one comes to us from ign written by matt perslow which is a name i have heard before but that's neither here nor there. Uh, WB's Multiversus officially announced features Batman, Arya Stark, and more. Warner Brothers has officially announced Multiverses, which, by the way, very clever name, a Super Smash Brothers-like fighter developed by Player First Games that brings together characters from shows like Scooby-Doo, Adventure Time, Looney Tunes, and even Game of Thrones. It is set to release in 2022 for consoles and PC and will be free to play. Multiverses will support 1v1, 2v2, and 4-player free-for-all matches set on stages themed around the characters available in the game, including the Batcave and Jake and Finn's Tree Fort. An incomplete roster has already been revealed, with more to be announced, and even one will be voiced by their original acting talent. So far, the characters include Batman, voiced by Kevin Conroy, who's like the one from the animated series, yep. Supervan, voiced by George Newbern don't know who that is yeah, I don't <laughs> wonder woman voiced by abby trot don't know okay i'm just gonna read the, i'm just gonna read the characters real quick <laughs> harley quinn by tara strong who i do know uh shaggy and from scooby-doo voiced by matthew lillard so matthew lillard lillard is the actor who plays shaggy in the scooby-doo live action movies got it okay so that was him uh bugs bunny Arya stark voiced by Maisie williams who's the actual character from the hbo show uh, Jake the Dog, voiced by John DiMaggio, uh, Finn the Human, Steven Universe, uh, Garnet, Tom and Jerry, and some new character called Rain Dog, who is, I guess is an original character for the game, not a, not from something. 
Each character has a unique ability set that has been designed to pair dynamically with other characters. Customization comes via perk loadouts, allowing for some gameplay variety. There are naturally also skins for each character to allow for some visual expressions as well as emotes. As a free-to-play game, Multiverses will be supported by in-game purchases. Warner Brothers Games has not yet revealed what these purchases will be, but with a season-based format that will be content-filled, it seems sensible to expect cosmetics at the very least. The trailer also shows what appears to be a battle pass system seen in the menus on the character details page. Multiverses will support crossplay. Oh, okay, that's cool. that's cool. And cross progression across all of its supported platforms, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, and PC via Steam. Interesting to note, not on Switch. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, right? Dedicated server-based rollback netcode will support the online gameplay for the life of the game to help reduce lag and disconnects. That's a good thing. Guilds and social features will allow you to challenge other groups and climb leaderboards. Player First Games will be holding play tests, and you can sign up to participate in them at the Multiverses website. Multiverses follows hot on the heels of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, another Super Smash Bros. style fighter, collecting characters from across numerous universes and shows. Content for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has now and Okay, it talks about Sora and, like, unrelated. Okay, we're just going to end it there. Uh, Miko, somewhat related to this, have you ever played uh, Brawlhalla? I've... I have not, but I did remember either vividly remembering, not vividly, uh, vaguely remembering video clips of it, and I think that was one of those, uh, is it is it the free-to-play Smash-ish game? Yes, okay. yes it is. Yeah. But with like 2D, like hand-drawn, like <clears throat> sprites kind of in a way. Yeah. So, there's a, I mean, it kind of makes sense that we're kind of seeing these like clones kind of pop up here and there because, uh, I mean, there's fighting games and then there's like the Smash Brothers formula where it's... Uh, very easy to jump in, hard to master, but it's very like approachable, very newbie friendly. Uh, but I think a lot of these, um, including like the the Nick one, I remember there was a Cartoon Network one like years ago. There was a Cartoon Network one that came out, and like a lot of people are trying to kind of emulate what Smash Brothers does, and it's of course you know because the money they see the money for Smash Brothers is like there. Uh, but they're trying like with their own like you know pen of their pit of like characters and stuff but like none of them really kind of, like I mean Nicktoons was huge like people were talking about when it came out and then like it already fizzled away like less than a month later like it's already kind of like no one's talking about that game anymore yeah so what what, what, do, you, what do you think about this like is this the right move like are, should WB games be focusing on this kind of style of the game or do you think it's going to be like uh, just something that we're going to talk about and then it's going to just disappear I, I, like forever? I mean, I guess WB should approach this with a bit of caution because I, I know there's, I, it feels like there's going to be a lot of, I wouldn't say multiverses, but like a, kind of like a, a theme, not just with video games, but in media where now there's a lot of things that people want to see together up. So with the wrap mm-hmm. of uh, Avengers uh, or Marvel's Avengers, uh, it was a huge thing where the finale was just uh, everyone was just really into it. Uh, and uh, same thing with the uh, Spider-Man trailer. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there's a lot of things in that trailer where everyone's everybody's seen it at this point. Ex- everybody's yeah, seen it at this point. You know what I mean? Everyone's <laughs> super excited because it just brings all, not everything, but like it brings things together. So mm-hmm. I, I, I see this in a huge shift in the industry where before it used to be IP by, IP by themselves, IP, IP, IP. 
Uh, and same thing with movies. They used to have like Spider-Man movies, Batman movies, all by themselves. And then once, once I think when, once Marvel kind of kicked the train or started the train where they started making everything come as a one, like as one uh, universe, brands started doing the same thing. If I remember correctly, PlayStation All Stars was another. Uh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, one, so right. it's like another Smash clone, and I think that came in the time when Marvel was starting to try to push. Uh, the Avengers initiative, which also, <laughs> I, that's just the way I see it. Um, so that's why I said WB should kind of uh, tread lightly because we don't know how this is going to go, uh, especially with how you mentioned Nick, the, the Nicktoons game kind of just faded out for a bit. Uh, because I do remember one of our friends, Omar, was actually saying, hey, look at this, look at this, this came out. And, you know, I guess I guess the, the, the catch to it was that, oh, yeah, you can see your favorite characters or characters you never even think about being in a fighting game, like Nigel Thornberry. Mm-hmm would be in it that's what caught your attention smashing <laughs> but i think i think it's just a. I wouldn't want to say it's a phase but it is something that you know if they want to try it out they can try it out see if people would buy it um i i know i was kind of contemplating on buying nicktoons with omar but it, we never jumped the gun and, and that's the sad part some people might not even jump the gun about buying the game or or investing their time in the game because you know uh smash kind of overshadows that in a way because there's a huge community there's tournaments with all uh with smash and because of that i feel like that's the reason why wb should tread it's not it's not a platform for everybody but if they want to try it you know go ahead see where it goes from there and see if it's going to benefit them as their franchises come as a come together and their multiverse i I do think if you're going to do this kind of thing like Smash Brothers, I think they're doing the smart thing where they're going for the Fortnite route where you offer the game initially for free and then you get people invested or at least interested in the mechanics or however the system plays out and then they start to like, you know, trickle in like, okay, if like, like for example, Batman, like Batman is huge like culturally. So like if you have Batman in the game, it's like, you know they're gonna come up with some like really badass like Batman skins and like outfits oh, yeah. and stuff. And Definitely. so, if you're somebody who like mains Batman or Superman, because Superman's in the game too, like the, I can I can already imagine how many different kinds of like variations of Superman, <laughs> whether it's like the one where he comes back with the all black suit and like the facial hair, or like I don't know if you ever seen the one where Superman gets split into like a blue one and a red one. No, actually. And like, and there's like so many skins. Like I think that's smart to not set up that barrier of like the initial like cost of like a game like how nicktoons was yeah not that the game was expensive like it's actually really cheap now but if you're gonna go for if you're gonna try to approach the smash formula then don't do the exact same thing with like ip that's not as strong as smash doing the content rollout like here's some characters or here's some skins and stuff like that i think in the short run probably not going to make a lot of money but i think in the overall the long-term long-term health of the game the longevity of it that's definitely gonna create i think some stable income because there's gonna be people i imagine who are gonna want to you know play as batman or play as superman or play as you know uh i don't know about shaggy shaggy's kind of a meme now (laughs) (laughs) with the whole ultra instinct stuff but um i think i think like you said it's worth trying and I mean, I don't pretend to know how much it costs to develop this game. I, don't, I have no idea, but I'm like, this is clearly not like a... It's not resource-heavy like an Arkham game or something. Yeah. So I think, especially with 
putting it on PC. Not putting it on Switch is really weird to me because I think if you're going for like a Smash kind of competitor, like why would you not put it on the system that has Smash? Unless you're trying to avoid drawing comparisons, maybe you just rather like like nah, like we're not even going to go there. Maybe I don't know, but putting it on like different platforms, making it free to play, and then kind of you know get it bait them sort of in a way. I think it's it's a smart approach. Yeah, no, and it, I'm not that I'm not that interested in playing it, but if you think about it, that's how Halo Infinite was, and I it kind of draw it kind of drawn me into buying the the battle pass for that game because it's it's the way they introduce the game plus the perks that you get with the game that gets you hooked, and I guess because of it being free, you're more inclined to try it out more because you didn't use your money right. on it, and then if you do like right, it, right, right. then you can support the developer and buy whatever they're offering. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just. In this day and age, with like so many games as a service, it's like it's one of those things where there's like we have limited bandwidth, like not not computer wise, but like well that too. But I'm talking about like mental bandwidth, like like how many different kind of live services or like ongoing living games can like people actually be invested in. So I'm just kind of thinking like like you see other people being successful with this model and you're like let me try too and it's like like unless you're really bringing something special like you're just not gonna stand out so i mean batman and superman do help with that but i don't know i can't imagine there's a lot of people will like like, oh man i can't wait to play as tom and jerry like you know what i mean so it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those wait and see things. It's, it's interesting because what if now that I just thought about it, what if it's because that Smash is technically gonna be it's this is gonna be Smash's uh, final entry from what they say. So maybe now companies, for a while, yeah. So for maybe now companies are like, oh, maybe we should try getting into the into the uh, formula since mm. it's been such a very successful game. Which which fill in that void, yeah, to fill that yeah. void that Smash might not have because I know was it Sakurai. Sakurai was the the guy who who, who Masahiro Sakurai yeah, who basically yeah. uh, pioneered uh, Smash. I think he wants to take a break or he wants to stop. But you know the fans would always want more. Uh, and right. and Smash Ultimate was just a great game. And honestly, I haven't picked it up recently. But when I when I did play it, it was one of those wow moments. That damn, this game is really nice because one, it's on the Switch and it's running well on the Switch. Uh, and then if you think about it, like maybe the last iteration, which was Smash 3DS. In my head at the time, like, damn, you can put Smash on a 3DS. That's pretty cool, and it looks great for for what it is. So, um, I think, I, sorry, I went on a tangent there, but it's like I think that's fine because of Smash being people knowing that Smash might have an absence for a bit. That's when developers say, hey, maybe we should try out this uh, formula, see if it works for us. And like you said, maybe WB doing this in a way where they introduce seasons and it's free to play would be the right way to introduce a new. Uh, not IP, but a new game that's in a similar genre, and that way people can see if they want to try it out and test it out. Yeah, I I, I agree. Hold on, did you say you don't actually own Smash? No, I haven't played Smash. <laughs> I think that's what uh, that's what I said. I don't remember. Oh, you do have it though. I do have it, but I haven't played it in a while. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm like, I'm like, is that legal? Can you have a Switch and not have Smash? Like, yeah, what? I mean, yeah, you can, but it's not known. <laughs> not very known. It's like, it's like going to like a burger restaurant or something, and like, like I only have spaghetti. It's like, what? Like, what? it just. I was so confused. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. But okay, okay. Like everything you, you just you, said, Nico was invalid. <laughs> I yeah, I got lost. And he's like, oh, I haven't played Smash, and I was like, for the next few seconds, I'm like, wait, what? And I kind of just ignored like. <laughs> a good 10 seconds of what you said i just don't even remember but 
Okay, we fixed that. We clarified that. Uh, all right. So last thing, uh, not really a news story, but uh, if there's anybody out there who cares about this stuff, there is a lot of actually really good sales going on right now. Um, yes. I actually finished my Black Friday shopping before even Black Friday even started. Uh, a lot of stores have already started like with the weekend leading up to Thanksgiving already doing like their sales. Yeah. And so a lot of games that I've been like, kind of like for the last few months holding off on. Cause I was like, okay, I know like black Friday is just around the corner. Like I don't need this game right away. And like my patience was like super, super rewarded for that <laughs> because there was like four games that I got. They were like, normally retail like for 60 bucks each and i got all four for like less than 100 that's good yeah that's really good uh i i told you i you i think i already told you right yeah you were in the chat yesterday when i was talking about um what happened to me at gamestop yesterday yeah or uh i had this okay just real quick i had this really cool experience where i was in line uh i picked up uh i had far cry 6 and death loop and i was in line and the gentleman in front of me had like a whole stack of games and we kind of just started uh talking about games and stuff and then it was his time to get ringed up at the cat with the cashier. And he started like he took like twenty minutes because you know how well you used to work at GameStop a long time ago, Miko, so you know how it goes. Yeah. Where like, here's the cases, and now you have to go into the drawers and hunt every single game down. <laughs> yeah. That kind of gave me PTSD, and then, but yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> just the just the like the dead stare, like the, <laughs> like when you're staring the distance and like the fog, like the oh yeah. no. I actually got a, a short story to say after your story, but go ahead regarding that. But go That's ahead. That's fine. Um, and so, like, I, I you could tell this uh, cashier she was new because the the other cat the other cashier on the other on the other register, he was kind of just like watching her, and I guess he had nothing to do or something, or he was doing something with the phones. I think he was answering calls, and so he hangs up. He looks at her, and she's like, he sees like she's like struggling, and so he goes in and helps her out and stuff. And so, like, it's a big order because he has like ten or so games. Anyways, they eventually finish, and so this guy, I believe he has, like, the pro membership card or whatever, uh, the Power Ups Reward Membership Pro, and uh, he uses, I guess, because I think you get, like, $5 every month to go towards, like, a discount or something, right? Uh, well, he... I, can't, I can't definitely answer, because that, that, since I left GameStop, I'm pretty sure the pro program has kind of shifted in a different way, uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's how it is, then, yeah, that, that's how it is. Anyway, so he uses like a coupon or something, and I think he tried to use another coupon, and it's like, oh, you can only use one per transaction. But I overheard a mention. I heard overheard her mention like, oh, like your membership, like it's already going to be time to like renew it or whatever. So he had like this thing where I know for a fact if you don't use up your points or whatever by the end of your membership, like for the period year or whatever, they don't roll over. So he turns around to me and he's like, how many games do you have? I'm like, oh, I'm just getting two. And he's like, okay. And, he, and so he motions for me to like go to the register and he tells the cashier like okay apply my pr- promo to his transaction and i was like oh cool like i was thinking okay i was thinking like five dollars off maybe 10 if i'm lucky and then she <laughs> the rings up both games <laughs> and, and the total it was supposed to be 60 and the total was like 27 i was like <gasps> i was like this guy basically just got me a free game and like of the two games because death loop was 25 and far cry 6 was 35 like it paid off far cry the more expensive one and i was like 
like I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much, and I was like so like like in shock of like you always because you always hear like stories that where people like you know they go to the drive through windows and like the person they pay for the person behind them uh, or something and pay they it keep, forward, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, the pay it forward thing. I'm like, like, man, that stuff never happens to I me. Honestly, I always, I always tell myself, I want to be that person to do it, and then hopefully I get it back. But it, it's never happened yet. But <laughs> I can imagine like you, you pay and you get back in line, hoping they'll catch up to you again. But I was like, oh my god, thank you so much. And then like the cashier, she's like, oh my gosh, like I never like the, such a nice guy. I never, I never seen that happen. And I'm like, right. And so it was like one of those moments where I'm like, like oh my god, like I was in shock. So, anyways, that's my story. Uh, so yeah, you can actually get a Far Cry Six back on topic. Far Cry Six is uh, thirty five dollars right now at GameStop. I think it's forty on the PSN. And yeah. so I think Target and Walmart might have it also for forty. So GameStop's actually the cheapest one. And then also if you're into Switch titles, which I probably do have to go back for this because you guys kind of gave me some flack for this. I didn't. Uh, for not did. picking up. I, I do as for a not joke, picking, but. <laughs> for not picking up uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think, what was the other one? Mario Maker 2. There's like a lot of first party Nintendo Switch games right now are like 27 bucks at GameStop, which is unheard of because Nintendo... Actually. First party Nintendo games never, almost never, ever go on sale. And, so and they're new, right? They're not used. They're new. They're new. Yeah, they're wow. new. Okay. Well, GameStop new, as a <laughs> case has been opened, but it hasn't been played. So, uh, so yeah, if you guys are looking out for that, aside from that, there's not that much like really crazy. Like you're not gonna find uh, Vanguard or Battlefield discounted at all. That's not gonna happen. Uh, I know. I think what was it? Um, Demon Slayer, like if you're into that game, because that game just recently came out. Uh, it's thirty five dollars at Walmart. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. There was some other really really good deals. Uh, are you doing any Black Friday shopping this year, Miko, or not really? I've been contemplating it honestly. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's funny because I I I'm gonna admit I'm one of those cheap people, and I like to save oh, as yeah. much as I can. And if I don't like a product, I will return it and tell them, hey. It's not the way I wanted to do, so unfortunately I have to return the product. So, uh, I've been always. This is the stupid thing about me. When I say I'm cheap, I know I can get a good deal right now, but in my head I'm like, that's still spending like that money. Because <laughs> I had maybe I, remember... I had maybe like six games in my cart and like six other things in another cart. But in the games I'm looking at, it, I'm like, I can. I'm saving two hundred fifty dollars right now, but do I want to spend the hundred and seventeen dollars I would have spent for six games? I might even just. I might even go into put them on the shelf and probably play it maybe next year uh and you know that's that's my mentality for the past week when the sales started going live but i think uh at the moment i haven't started i might i might go during black friday i might not or i might do it on wednesday because it's a half day for me at work so mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll see uh the one thing i do want to get though is for sure is the guardians of the galaxy game for 30 bucks uh, i think almost everywhere and everywhere is 30 bucks right now so that was that was the other game i got yesterday for 30 bucks yeah <laughs> It's yeah, thirty at Target is where I got it. So, I I'm actually it's, I was playing that last night and most of today up until I, I had to like start preparing for the recording. So, uh, definitely very good game. I'm really enjoying that. Okay. By the way, really good. I'm really early. I'm only like in the f- chapter four. I don't know how many chapters there is, but I can feel the game is still super super early, <laughs> and I'm enjoying that. Um, what when you said you had a cart with six games? Is that Amazon or with? It with, was actually with store? It, it, it's fluctuating between different stores to see which one I can get the best price of. Okay. But the top three, top four, 
would be uh, Far Cry 6. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the funny thing is, with these games, I'm going for the PS4 version that can upgrade to the PS5 for free. So in my head, I'm like, damn, that's a good deal. <laughs> well, 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 well the, I got the PS5 version. It, it's the same price. It's the same price. Yeah, it's 35 also. Yeah, yeah. So, but like in my head, like if I get the PS4, I get the PS5 for free, quote unquote. Is it? But I have to put the is disc this, in. <laughs> is this because of the trophy so you can double dip? Uh, probably. <laughs> okay, because that's the only advantage I can think of where you would want to have both versions. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> that's one of, the re- one of the reasons. Um so that's uh, Far Cry Six is one of them. Guardians was the other one. Um, wow, I'm drawing a blank on what the other two were. Oh, that the um, yeah, it slipped my mind. <laughs> did you get you got? Did you buy Resident Evil Village or no? I, that no, that was actually on my cart, but I don't want it. That one's twenty. Yeah, I know that, at that, Walmart. Uh, that's one of the games where I want to buy it, but I haven't. I'm I'm too chicken chicken shit to play the new resident <laughs> evil so i watch people play it and i'm gonna be honest the game is great but i and you know when i was playing uh resident evil 7 yeah. and you were watching me play it i i kind of gave up right when he started following me in the mansion <laughs> we're still gonna finish that by the way yeah we do uh but i, I might pick it up just because it's 20 bucks uh that's the other game that i was actually gonna get red dead redemption 2 right now is 20 bucks for the ps4 so uh, which i also fun fact i still need to finish the first one <laughs> That game's been twenty bucks like every Black Friday for the last three years. Has it been? I'm surprised. Yeah, it's been like the last three years I've seen that game for like twenty bucks because I have it. I still haven't opened it, by the way. <laughs> I've had that game for two years at this point, and yeah. I remember I got it for twenty bucks. See, so. That's what I'm trying to avoid buying those six games right now for Black Friday because it's it's tempting. Uh... It was <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be more for me honestly, but I was like, because I did that mistake. I made the same mistake last year where I bought uh. I bought a what's it called Code something, that like vampire looking Bandai Namco Code game, Code Vein. That's the one. Code Vein, and Doom Eternal, and like one other game. And oh, I got Valhalla, and Valhalla like lasted me like more than a month. Yeah, Valhalla. And then by the time, <laughs> that's a long game. <laughs> yeah, because you know, Miko and I make this joke like you never buy a Ubisoft game at launch because no. you just wait. You just yeah. have to wait. And so that one was like half off, and that game lasted me for more than a month. And then by the time I was done with it, like I was ready to play something else, but not what I had already bought. <laughs> so those games are still like wrapped up, and I haven't even touched your them. Backlog, so yeah, your this, backlog just keeps expanding, just like mine. <laughs> yeah. So this year I was smart. I'm like, I'm gonna get the four games for sure that I know I want to play, and then whatever else I miss, that's okay. It's fine because I'm probably not gonna get to it anyway. So um, oh, Strikers by the way, Strikers was a uh, thirty bucks Persona also at a. Uh, yeah, which I have, five but I haven't played fully <laughs> at all. Well, you could have got it. You could have still not played it and have it now at thirty dollars from yeah, Walmart. Right? <laughs> so that's one. Uh, I was mostly interested in getting the games that were nominated for Game of the Year because so Death Loop was one of them at twenty five dollars. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is I think forty nine. Oh wow! On the PSN store, which is still too high, but not at high considering it was like seventy. At one point, so yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Village I already beat, and then Metroid Dread. Like that's not gonna get discounted at all. Like, no, not, at all. not anytime soon. It takes two was the other one. That one I don't know if you know which game that is. It's like twenty bucks on. Uh, I just saw it right now. Where did I see it? I'm looking at my phone because I was like looking at all the sales. It takes two is twenty bucks that. at Walmart. Yeah, I think I heard it's about the that game, game, but I haven't, you know, I haven't been exposed to it. <clears throat> 
It's the it's from the same people who made a, a way out the what the prison escape game. I oh, remember that one. I, I I have bittersweet memories of that game. <laughs> really? Okay, so you played it. <laughs> I played it. Uh, I played it with Omar, and as you can tell, oh, okay. you know how Omar can be a troll sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. On a quick side note, there was a scene in the game. Uh, if you guys haven't played it, it's too late. It's already spoiled because it's been a long time already. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a scene in the game where uh, you're basically supposed to help your partner not fall. Right, and there's a quick time event. And you're supposed to hold the button until it completes the circle. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So I was the one falling, and Omar was tapping the button at the closest part of the completion of the circle, and he's like, "I can just hear him laughing. Like, come on, make, come on, come on, you can get it." And then the next thing you know, the cutscene switches to where I fall, and I can hear him in the. Uh, I can hear him on Discord saying, "I didn't expect that to happen. I thought I saved you." <laughs> and it, it that kind of stuff kind of played out throughout the whole game with me and omar but even if it was just kind of like that it did make it a fun experience just because you know you're supposed to take the game seriously but we were just dicking around trying to <laughs> escape a prison right yeah it's kind of like that yeah though that game and this one are are games that you cannot play on your own you have you i think you have to play with somebody else or if you don't i think the ai maybe the ai takes over but i think you have to play it with somebody else i could be wrong uh-huh. uh but yeah, it's it's a similar game like that, except it takes two is more about like um, it has to do with this kid playing with dolls, I think, and she it's like escapism for her because her parents are going through like a divorce or something, so she makes believes that these dolls are her parents and like it's weird. It's like supposed to be like a therapeutic game about like love and stuff like that. So, um, but that's one of the nominees for game of the year, and that was like only twenty bucks. It's only twenty bucks at Walmart. It used to be on Game Pass, but it's not on there anymore. So. What's if you had a Game Pass, you could have played it. Uh, it's twenty bucks. No, no, like, like, is it just twenty bucks, or is that the sale price? That's the sale price <laughs> right now. Okay. It's normally forty, I think. Okay, that's not bad. So, because it's it's supposed to be a short game, so I think that's why it's that cheap. Um, and then what was the oh Psychonauts two? Psychonauts two, I don't think is on sale. It was on Game Pass earlier in the yeah I yeah that one's not on sale. So, good luck with that one. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the main, the big, big stuff from this year is the first party Nintendo Switch games at GameStop for twenty seven, and Far Cry and Guardians of the Galaxy, like you mentioned, for thirty, pretty much everywhere. And I think that's about it, because you're not gonna really find much else on sale, I guess. I, I unless you're into like the sports games, I know those do go on sale like around this time. Oh, <laughs> I've been actually on the fence about uh, kick uh, buying NBA two K twenty two the uh the mvp edition or the anniversary edition because on <clears throat> digitally on the psn you can get the ps4 and ps5 version for 63 dollars and you get all the bonuses mm-hmm. that comes with the, the premium edition um but i just i don't know if i want to buy it because usually I, I notice that a lot of the nba 2k games either become part of playstation plus or they would become part mm-hmm. of playstation now uh, or xbox uh, uh game pass so i'm, I'm on the fence about it but it, it, it's it's funny because the last time I was like this with an NBA game was NBA Two K Twenty. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> was that the one with uh, was, that the, was that the Mamba Edition one or is that a different one? Two K Twenty had the Mamba Edition, which is funny because I still actually am contemplating on buying the Mamba Edition just because it has Kobe. I <laughs> <laughs> right. probably should because yeah, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was the yeah. That's about the last uh, bit about the Black Friday stuff. Um, oh, cool! I, what I've liked in recent years is like they're starting to push back. Like, 
I remember the first time I went to Black Friday shopping was with our our, our friend. Well, my cousin, your friend Brian. Uh, was that the we one with the like two- video at Walmart? No, that was a year after that one. <laughs> okay. That was the next year. It was like 2009, I want to say. Oh, wow. And I remember that was back when they still did Black Friday, like Thanksgiving at midnight and like not a minute earlier than that. Oh, wow. And they were open like until the next morning and stuff. But like since in the last 10 years, they've done the thing where it's like, okay, it starts at 9 p.m. Thanksgiving. Now it's 6 p.m. Thanksgiving. And now they've done like the smart thing where a lot of the stores are like, you know what? It's just going to be like Black Friday all week. That yeah. way you don't have to miss out on like if you do Thanksgiving or whatever, like you don't have to miss out on that anymore. So as a, I as did a, all I as a previous retail associate, I'm kind of glad they did that because working those shifts, uh, I, I, I know you guys want the deals. But when when <laughs> when the store is busy, it's so frustrating. And, you know, we're just trying to work and do the job and help you guys out. We're not we're not um, we're not, you know, it, it's just a lot of people too in the stores when it before pre-COVID. There's a lot more people in the stores, so right. Yeah, but yeah, the, the fact that they're kind of branching it into like a Black Friday week is kind of good because then you get other people giving the chance to get the deals and not worrying about waking up, you know, super early in the morning or not even sleeping to go to a store, wait in line, and then go go for what they want. Exactly, which was the great thing about what I I did that yesterday because like people who are not too savvy about Black Friday, like you don't you don't have to compete with them because they're gonna show up like. And probably just grab whatever they think is on sale anyway. So, like, you kind of get ahead of the rush in a way. So, like, for customers, I mean, for people who pay attention, like, who are not, like, retail workers, it's a benefit also for them. But I do remember before COVID, like, in the group chat, and you giving us your horror stories way back, back when you were the <laughs> best guy from Best Buy. Actually, and you're the only like, thing I oh. Like, uh, well, aside from, like, uh, having to deal with not the, not the people, but like just the rush of people. Cause you know, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not the people that were just frustrating. It's just the fact that there's so many people in one space that there's just so much things going on, but there's actually one thing that I don't miss from black Friday, uh, at that store. And it's not the people, but it's a specific song that Omar plays every now and then. <laughs> and I hate it so much because of it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's, uh, uh, wonderful Christmas time. I think from uh, uh, just not Jesse. Uh, is it Jess McCartney? No, no Paul McCartney. Paul, Paul McCartney. Close. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> but yeah, well, the name's close. But, but yeah. yeah, that that song at, at one point Simply where I was working at, it was literally on repeat. Every other song, and then the song would come back up, and we're, all of us were just like, at first we were chilling with it, we were vibing with it, but then at, after a while we just said the song again, <laughs> and it adds to the dread that we have two of the week that we're working through the whole process so uh, yeah that's the one thing i don't miss from uh retail uh that reminds me that reminds me of a time when i remember there was a specific i forgot if it was like two or three years ago there was like a month where i was going to gamestop like every other day or something because there was like a game that was i was interested in coming out like almost every week and every time i walked in there they were playing the freaking loud music from dragon quest 11 like over the tvs (laughs) and so and I had I had just beat the game like a month before that, and so I would walk in there and like ah oh, crap like this music again and like I don't even work there but just hearing that music because I was playing the game at home and I was like oh man this <laughs> music me, again so for me speaking of GameStop like repeats it's the uh, the Fallout Four or was it? I'm the type of guy yeah, that that'll that'll never that settle down in my head because that song would always <laughs> the play Wanderer when, when Fallout Four the was being Wanderer. <laughs> and I wonder 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 <laughs> that's a good song but. 
that's funny. I'm glad I have you on, Miko, because I'm having this is really funny. There's a lot of oh, like, yeah. stuff like we talked about before, but like I forget sometimes, and then hearing you like, oh yeah, like Paul McCartney and the Fallout song and all that stuff. So oh, this is this is good. This is, is good. Is, is it fun for me like to go back in the topic where uh, I remember how I said I had a, a GameStop story? story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I forgot short. about it. Go ahead. No, no, it's it's uh, so sorry to go off tangent from our, our from the schedule, but there was a time where I was working at GameStop. This is probably like uh, five, four years ago. Uh, I was going through different stores because at that point I wanted to earn as much money as I can because I wanted to get a car. So uh, I ended up being in this one specific store, and it's in the mall location. The the this is the weirdest transaction for me because you, you go to GameStop to buy maybe what. What's the most have you seen a person buy a game, or how many games they had in a cart buying from GameStop? Well, the other day, like I told you yesterday, it was like ten games, I think. Ten. Okay, that, that's that's the most you've seen. That's what he could fit in his hands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I was working at this shift, uh, this guy um, comes in with his friend, and I just noticed he's picking picking cases off the off the wall. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. So he's just picking picking, and he has a bag. He comes to the front, the kiosk. Like maybe three rows of maybe twenty stacks or maybe thirty stacks of games, literally stacks of games from PS3 to PS4, from Xbox 360 to, to Xbox One. And in my head, I'm like, crap. Because going back to that story where you said, oh, you know, you have to go through the drawers. I have to go through the drawers for all these games. So roughly about maybe ninety, a hundred games that he brought up for me to check out with him. And I was the only one at the Jesus store. Christ. Yeah, I was the only one at the store while the other person was having his lunch. And uh, <laughs> the sad part is the person was the manager of the store. He He's a great guy. Uh, he s- stepped out of his lunch because of the situation I'm in just to help me with this with this transaction because he bought literally close to 100 games and we were all looking for the games while people were still coming in, waiting in line. And if, you know, if he can't help me out, he's going to help the next person out in line because obviously this is like the biggest transaction I've seen in GameStop with that many games was he like buying games like like, like i'm only going to gamestop once this year i'm just no. gonna buy everything and i'll come back until next year or something no no the, he's buying games his excuse or his story was this is his excuse <laughs> his story was this is for i'm someone, sorry this is for someone they're talking to and i don't know if it's a, a relationship kind of thing but this is what? for that person right so i said okay that's okay. that's kind of weird so I went ahead, maybe it took me about 45 minutes to fully ring this guy up. And he did a credit card and went through, or everything went through. In my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. The next day, I came in to do the shop, uh, to go back in the same store to cover a shift. Dude comes back. Wants to return all the games. And, oh. And my God, going through the whole process of returning all that stuff was also a pain. Because I have to scan each and every one of those 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 uh, cases. <coughs> And make sure it's on the receipt, and make sure the, the games that he bought were also refunded to him. So, if if you return games, do you get to keep the credit or whatever the points on the GameStop card, or no? No, you don't. It would get, oh, it would okay. get adjusted. I thought that's what he was. I thought that's what he was doing. I'm like, that's really smart, but it sounds like a waste of time. Yeah, no, but mind. like it's a waste of his time and my time because uh, mm-hmm. I know for a fact he wasn't happy because um, we had to write him a check. We couldn't cash him out, or you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. he had to, uh, and it had to be approved too. So it was just a very weird transaction. Can you imagine that? Literally, a guy with bags coming in, uh, puts a hundred cases in front of you and said, "I want these." And it's like the weirdest, weirdest transaction I've ever had working at. Well, not the weirdest, but one of the weirdest transactions I had working at that location. Did he, did he pay with cash the day before? If I remember correctly, sorry, it wasn't a card. It was a, it was a cash transaction. 
It was a cash, which which seemed very fishy. Even my managers at the time okay. stopped in, but he said it, 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 the bills were the bills worked. You know, bills were not counterfeit. They all passed, so we went ahead with the transaction. Right. Returning it was the problem, though. That's when we had to do the rent check. That sounds <laughs> like it, I think it might have been of uh, I. This sounds vaguely familiar. I think you've mentioned this at least once before because I remember. Th- I think I theorized originally that it was some kind of like some kind of like not laundering money exactly but some kind of like tax evasion thing where like you have the receipt yeah like he kept the previous receipt i imagine right yeah, pretty, I, and i see i remember uh remember like as a write-off of some kind yeah and i can see that happening but a write-off for video games for 100 bucks really or not 100 bucks no no like, you know what i mean yeah just to show like this is like what i spent this month or whatever and like it really was just to like, keep the money i mean it doesn't make sense with video games but it makes sense with like food and like other stuff but you can't like return food yeah yeah right so i don't know that's that's the only like angle that makes sense to me yeah it was but, just uh, very weird but yeah he was gonna send it he was foreign so he was gonna send it over but then i guess for whatever reason he returned it the next day and i remember that day too because my manager was also in the next day and he was just not having it <laughs> it was like we call it it's like uh it's like one of those people who like do the we call it like malicious compliance and like i want to pay for this thing but i want to pay for it with like pennies or something kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. and yeah like, you cannot like legally or like whatever like say like no kind of thing so you kind of have to just like suck it up and follow through yeah. so that's crazy that's a that's a that's a funny story although probably not funny for you at the time but no but like looking back to it it's like damn that that actually happened <laughs> That's crazy. I remember you would give us like the horror stories though when you were like at Best Buy, like on like around Black Friday, and it's like, oh, like if somebody ordered like this fridge or whatever. Now would you like take it out like curbside or whatever? Oh yeah, um, you know, uh, or big TVs or whatever. You had to like take out curbside and like fight through the crowds to like cart the yeah. No, freaking that, that was thing. stressful. Like uh, like I said earlier, it's not the people that frustrate us on Black Friday. It's just the amount of work that gets piled onto us that we want to make sure everything is done. So the the horror stories of that was just me and the other team members you know we're trying to do a job because the past few years that i worked there um we have to do online orders fulfill online orders and then also fulfill people doing in-store pickups and um, mm-hmm. i suggested at the time for us to look incognito so people won't ask us questions but they uh they wanted us to <laughs> have the uniform which is understandable we're employees right <clears throat> mm-hmm. but that that's creates a uh an obstacle because you know, people would stop us saying, hey, do you work here? Can you help me out? And unfortunately, uh, we can't, it's not that we can't help them out. It's that we have specific stations at the time. There would be a line for home theater. There'll be a line for uh, PC. And then, you know, they're, they're queued into that line so they can get help over right. there. But um, when people don't, when they don't notice that, then they ask us for help. It, it slows down the process because uh, I remember working one Black Friday and I ha- we had to fulfill a thousand plus orders as a team online mm-hmm. and in store uh and it, it's it's frustrating uh not the people it's just the workload that we get it, it's it was stressful and i don't know how i made it through that i know i was high on caffeine for probably like eight monsters throughout those three days <laughs> it was just a blur of <laughs> electronics just, and coffee yeah it was just a blur of me just trying to get the work done and you know black friday as a customer of black friday i want to make sure they have everything that they have from what they ordered so <laughs> But I remember you did say though, weren't you like recognized as like the best employee, like a particular Black Friday or whatever? Like you were like the, I remember they give you like kudos or something for like a, I don't know if it was every Black Friday well, or no, a specific it was, one. It wasn't really a Black Friday, but it was a it was during the holiday season. I'm not there trying to, I'm not trying to put myself in the spotlight, but it, it was a time where 
they gave me the credentials for the register system and all that stuff. So I'm back mm-hmm. and forth doing carryouts to TVs, uh, carryouts to with not not to TVs, carryouts with TVs, appliances. Um, I would help people then and there to find something. I would, and then there are moments where the front lanes get so jammed that they would ask for help. And you know, since I have access to that, I go in there and do the best I can to help nudge that line out. Uh, and my manager actually gave me praise for that as well as uh, he, he he mentioned it to our district leader. And you know that's the that's the closest I've gotten got to a to a praise because I didn't have to do that because my job at the time was mm-hmm. to make sure the orders were fulfilled and you know at the time the orders were there were no orders in so I said oh maybe I'll hop on or I'll designate someone from the team to take over for me while I help clear that out and it, it's just I guess that's just my my work ethic when it comes to any any place if it doesn't have to be that location Best Buy it doesn't have to be GameStop it's just me trying to make sure the work is done in an efficient manner and not not creating more chaos than it already is in holiday <clears throat> all right we go relax i'm not a recruiter i'm not no, a recruiter. No, I'm just, I'm you, got, like, uh, <laughs> you don't gotta sell me this sales pitch okay you did say i was <laughs> a former best guy at best buy so <laughs> I'm, just, I'm playing i'm playing i know i know uh okay so they, you said you didn't have a topic but in a way you did fill up an entire a, section now yeah i did create a, with, a sort of there's a pseudo retail pseudo. horror stories. Uh, you know what? That, <laughs> so could be, that could be a good like uh, 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 I don't know who else would work in retail aside from me. So I guess if I think of one, I can probably be another guest in another uh, podcast and see what we can do from there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking about that too. I'm like, no, because like in our group, like Brian's always worked either for his family or the welding thing. Yeah. And then Brandon and Omar both, and James for that matter. Oh, by the way, these are all like friends in our group. They've all just done the Universal Studios thing. So, yeah, I guess you are the only one who has like the most retail experience. That makes sense. Which humbled me. So. I'm not going to even lie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, because- I remember I worked for like less than a year. I worked at a shoe store and I was like, I am never doing retail again. And I never did. I never did go back it, to that. It's, it's something I feel like everyone should do, not as a permanent thing, but as a thing to just see how it is and get humbled for it because coming from food service to retail to where i'm at now i look back to it uh-huh. i'm like damn that really did shape me to who i am right now because then I, you, you become more understanding uh you get hard hardened battle hardened yeah and <laughs> there are times where the situation can be like it could have been avoided so you kind of complain but for the most part when stuff doesn't go the way i expect it to like if i'm purchasing something and it takes too long I don't. I don't let it mm-hmm. bother me too much because I know there's a process for all that stuff. So it does humble you in a bit if you do work. You sympathize, yeah, yeah. You empathize. It reminds right now when you said like everybody should. I was thinking about how like in Israel, like everybody has to serve one year, like in the military. That's the same. And thing I just imagine, right? I think, or not one. Year, yes, yes. Serve, yeah. I don't know if it's a year, but yeah, they have mandatory military service, and I'm like, I can just imagine the U.S. being like one year of retail service or food to do in your resume it has to be retail instead of the military you have to serve one year of retail service (laughs) and it's true because you know not the sad part is not that many people in this world are nice so you would get those bad apples and you would have to deal with it and i think that's part of the The process infamous karens (laughs) yeah i've I've had a few of those um yeah i don't miss those (laughs) but i think it, it is a very humbling thing yeah for sure. Uh, all right, we go. Let's keep this rolling. Uh, so, either I can go topic? first, or you can go first. <laughs> you well, yeah. Either you can go first, or I can go first. But hey, go ahead. what have we been playing? What have you been playing, Mika? What have you been playing lately? Uh, the funny thing is, I actually picked up, and I've seen you also picked it up. Uh, I've been I picked up Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Uh, I've been okay. playing that. I've been playing Halo. Uh, 
the the multiplayer beta of Halo. Uh, I've delved back into Skyrim, the uh, the special edition, not the anniversary edition. That game is toxic because I end up losing track of time when I play that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll see I'll be on Twitter and I'll just see like Miko has earned two bronze trophies, and then the next day Miko has earned three bronze trophies, and then like the next day it's always like you earning some skyrim trophy every day so yeah i can i can, i see that like as a lot like a as like a journal kind of log thing every day with you so yeah so i get it that. I get and it. i i guess i'm trying to just clear out as much as my backlog as much as possible because i do have like a bunch of games i, hate, I haven't even played um but the top three would be pokemon diamond for sure skyrim again and halo uh with friends actually mostly with friends for halo but it's a great game i, I so far i enjoy it all right. Well, well. Okay. Let's let's talk about Pokemon real quick, just because we're both playing that uh, since Thursday when it came. out. Well, I, I bought it digitally. I think you got it physically the, the next, next day. day. Yeah, well, the day we released. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I was joking when you had like three copies in your hand. Yeah. But, yeah. Explain. Came in clutch and went to Walmart at six in the morning. <laughs> got there it you go. He came in on time, by the way. Just just a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not selling him out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so with Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, because uh, that's the version we both got, actually, uh, did, was there anything that made you choose Diamond over Pearl, or was it just like, is that just what your coworker got and you just rolled with it? Uh, normally, when it comes to this, I usually go to my cousins uh, and see what they're getting, and then we usually get the right. opposite version, or I usually get the opposite version of what they're getting. In this case... So you usually coordinate. Yeah. In this case, I got Diamond just because Diamond was the first game I got when the, first, when the original came out, and then I got okay. Pearl later. Uh, but... Knowing me, I'm gonna get Pearl eventually. Maybe after I beat Diamond. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go for the double pack. Oh this no, time. I wanted to save the other money for other stuff. I wanted to buy probably buy Black Friday. <laughs> I know it's sixty dollars, but it's sixty dollars can be put to like two games at this point right now, <laughs> or more. Yeah. in my case, yeah. Uh, uh, I went with Brilliant Diamond just because I actually did see ahead of time like what the version exclusives were, and Diamond just had the better exclusives in my opinion. Like I'm a huge. I love uh, Tyranitar, like the entire evolution line. Yeah. And Tyranitar is exclusive to Diamond. And then I think on Pearl, they have uh, Salamence, if you remember that one. Yeah. Uh, Bagon. That's so. Anyways, I went for that one because I love Tyranitar. But um, so this game got announced during the that big Pokemon event earlier in the year. I think I want to say around March. Maybe it was February so around I think there. February? Uh, no, I think it was March or April. I, no, well, it's been almost a year. I, I know it was bef- it was before March because I saw the announcement when I was at work. I was like watching because I finished my work early, but I had not moved yet, and I moved where I live now in March. Got so it. I know it's before March. Um, we saw, we, people, we've heard, we, every generation up until this point has received a remake from, you know, Leaf Green, Fire Red, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, what was it, Omega, Ruby, Aquas. You know, and now you got yeah. Shining Diamond and, uh, whoa, whoa. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. There you go, there you go. I gotta mix the two up, yeah. And, and so, like, well, we, we saw this coming, but I think this is the first time where I feel the remake does not actually build off enough over the original because uh i mean a lot of people wanted after the success of let's go pikachu let's go eevee like we wanted another let's go game because that turns out like having pokemon on the overworld and not having to run into them invisibly is way more enjoyable and for some reason they decided like nah we're not gonna do that 
and do you think I mean, it's because they it, have a different per, uh, different uh, company porting the. Remake? It's a different developer. Yeah, sorry. Il- developer, Il- Ilka. Yeah. Ilka, yeah, I think it's like ILCA, that's how you yeah. spell it. I don't know if it's pronounced Ilka, but uh, yeah, Game Freak, this is the first time that a mainline Pokemon game or even a remake of a mainline Pokemon game is not worked on by uh, Game Freak because they're busy with uh, Legends uh, Arceus. And so I guess when you put it that way, it kind of makes sense where it feels like. Because this is like a bad season for like ports games. and remasters. Yeah, games in general. <laughs> in, yeah, in general. But I was kind of taking a jab at GTA. Uh, oh, Definitive edition, but that could be another topic. The, <laughs> unless you covered it. Already. I, I mean, I, I mean, at least Brilliant Diamond isn't broken in any way. That's but true. Anyways, as far as we know. If it, as far as we know, right? It just seems weird that I don't know. It doesn't feel like a proper like like effort was made to make a proper like remake remake um i mean there is you've been to the grand underground at this point right in the game uh short very a very short uh time but yeah i have so you've read have you run into the rooms where there is like pokemon wandering around yeah and i guess that's like the 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 key stand in for the the whole pokemon warming uh, walking around in the overworld yet? yeah yeah yeah, that's that's kind of what I see it. Where it's like it's like a compromise between like traditional like invisible you know battles and this like okay you kind of want it, but at the same time I felt like why not just do that in, throughout the entire game? Like you can do that. Like I guess I feel spoiled with um, let's go Pokemon and Sword and Shield too. Actually did that Sword and Shield. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Sword and Shield. And we know Arceus is gonna let's uh, Legends Arceus is gonna do that. And it seems weird to have this in between game. I mean, that yeah, doesn't... No, I, I get you because uh, I'm playing it, uh, and it does as a, a huge Pokemon fan. Uh, probably not huge, but you know what I mean. It's like someone who grew up with it. it it's more so it's than the weird. average person. Yeah, and it, it's weird coming back to uh, a remake because when Fire Red and Leaf Green uh, was re- announced, I was excited for it. When Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out. I think that's the pinnacle of remakes when it comes to like that's the best my favorite one that they can. Yes, and I, my I still, the Pokey Walker. Uh, yeah, the Pokey Walker. Was cool. Yeah, yep. So that was like the pinnacle uh, remake that they can, that Game Freak has done. Uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was pretty good, but I feel like it tugged more on my nostalgia. Growing that was uh, that was the infamous too much water one, if you yeah. remember. Uh, and that's a topic that I want to bring up in another podcast. I don't know if you covered it, but. It's it's about how those games specifically are not working sometimes because of a issue, but so on. So mm, like I didn't know that th- those games, um, each each iteration seems like it added on to it, which was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now when I bought uh, Di- Brilliant Diamond, <clears throat> it just feels like a it feels like a, I wouldn't say half ass port, but it's just like all they did was probably take the textures or take the exact same game. Mm-hmm. And put the new, new character models, new everything on it without really fully making it into a remake where you can put the resources you had from the previous games into this one. But my argument to that is maybe they're saving all the time and effort for those resources and putting it in Arceus because I feel like now Arceus is going to be how the the Pokemon game is going to be moving forward. Because at this point they're going to be running out of colors, uh, minerals, <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> Letters, <laughs> letters, uh, but I feel like they're slowly striving into a because Arceus when they got announced that was a huge 
I think it's a huge leap forward for Pokemon. That was the one, because that, that's like, I mean, it's not out yet, but that's the one where, like, this is what we've been asking for, like, since forever, is, like, a fully, like, open world. And it's actually not open world, we we recently found out, but it's, it's like kind of like Monster Hunter, where, like, you have, like, the areas, and then that area's open within the yeah. scope of that area. But anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, like, a fully realized, like, console pokemon like rpg that's not like a, a side game it's actually like a mainline it's kind of what it seems like it's gonna be so like where it's a mixture of like action adventure because there's like stuff you do as a trainer and then there's like the traditional like one-on-one battle stuff so Arceus, i'm um, like very hyped for but uh i'm sorry i interrupted go ahead what were you gonna say uh, i completely forgot <laughs> okay well i just feel like this is kind of like like, we need something for the holiday season. That's how I kind of see it. And you know what? I think they, they did plan that because uh, I feel like they were working on the Diamond Pearl remake and they were going to probably postpone it and release it maybe at the same time, if not closer to Arceus. But like you said, maybe, uh, holidays is where people buy a lot. Even if right. some things are not on sale, they say, oh, it's a holiday game. We should get it for a gift. I, ha- I, hate, I hate that, Michael. <laughs> when I look at Black Friday ads... And it's like, oh, and then there's this game that's like at full price. I'm like, why is that? Why'd you put why that in the yeah, ad? Yeah. Why is that there? Yeah. And so. It's like, it's not a sale. Get that out of here. <laughs> but I feel like, uh, I legit feel like that it is a, uh, I guess, a placeholder until Arceus comes out. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe their PR said, oh, you know, it's Pokemon. It's a remake. They might want it. And maybe we can use that as a as a uh, nudge for uh, Arceus when it comes out later or earlier next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but like going back to the game itself, I just feel like they could have done more, like you said, and uh, like replaying it now compared to how I, remember, I don't even remember Diamond being the way it is because of how different it can be at the same time, even though it's roughly the same game. Um, mm-hmm. My minor complaint about it is that the camera angles uh, can be a little misleading because at one point I thought I was trapped in this, not trapped, but like stuck because I couldn't find a way to get to the next town but right. lo and behold if i just go a little bit down and right that was actually a path not a blockway because that was that lets you just walk through so mm-hmm. that's my i guess that's like i'm just nitpicking at that point when it comes to like having a complaint the thing that kind of aggravates me too is that there is another version of this game that actually has more content Which and that's Plat- yes thank you you saw where i was going with this platinum <laughs> has so much more like with the whole with uh with um uh, what's in it? Giratina. There you go. Thank. I was like, I forget how to pronounce it. Giratina, <laughs> and like that whole stuff with Galact with uh, Team Galactic and, or Galaxy. I forget the name already. Team Galactic. No, Team Galactic. I think I'm Mario. I think Mario Galaxy for some reason. Team Galactic and all that stuff. And it's like, why did they just like, like it's right there? Why not just also throw that stuff in there? But it's like you actually went to like the most basic version of the game to do the most basic remake and it's like i'm pretty sure they did that just why? so they can have a duel like one or the other an exclusivity uh, exclusive per game right which right because yeah yeah because if it was just a remake of platinum then you wouldn't be able to like get away with double dipping and all that stuff oh they could have no i was gonna say they could have done all three but then no one would purposely no one would buy, buy the pla- no one would buy diamond the crappier well, i one. would <laughs> uh, okay there's some completionists out there who would uh i'd be wasteful but yeah i guess so so i don't know i mean are you you're are you at least enjoying your time with the game um i'm gonna be honest with you uh i'm playing it now 
playing it when I first started the game and started playing maybe the first half, I felt like, wow, this is nostalgia. I love it. Right. Um, but yeah. now I feel like now I feel like I'm just playing it just to complete it. Yes. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I'm it's in the sad same because uh, I love Pokemon and the fact that I just have to uh, uh, feel like I'm just playing to complete it just hurts in a way as uh, you know as someone who's grown up with this franchise. Especially right now when I'm thinking of like I could have used that for like two other games because of the whole sales going on right now. I'm like, why? Why did I buy it? I'm like, oh, it's, it's uh, the Pokemon I mean, company knows how to get me. They know how to get me. It's 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 the nostalgia factor. They they show things. You're like, oh, that's cool. But when you play it, you're like, yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those things where I think with nostalgia, the way is you remember things better the way than they actually are. And so like most remakes, they know how to capitalize on that. Where like playing, I remember playing Fire Red and Leaf Green, and it's like, I yeah, like this feels like when I first played like Blue and Red and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but with this one being not that much different, it's almost like oh, like I remember this being way more fun than it actually is now. Yeah, like you know, you know what I'm saying. So it feels like almost like a step back in a way. Uh, but yeah, I'm in the same boat where like I'm just playing it just as like check mark kind of thing, just yeah, to say I, like I, I've. I think the reason why that adds into it because I don't know if you noticed, but playing the game and. Uh, in Pokemon, you're supposed to catch them all, which is kind of part of the name. But we don't. Uh, we, just, they don't say. They don't say that anymore. Now with Sword and Shield, like they drop. <laughs> yeah. They drop that moniker. <laughs> but as you can tell by my age of Pokemon, that's the moniker that I grew up with. <laughs> but uh, it, it's this game for specifically. I don't even remember this being like the in the originals. But I feel like there's just so many limited options when it comes to wild Pokemon. Every other mm-hmm. area that I go to. It's the same thing, uh, the same Pokemon, and there's no variety. And I'm, I think that's what's killing it for me. Like Bidoofs uh, and Zubats. Yeah, Zubats. <laughs> yeah, the 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 freaking uh, the scourge of Pokemon. Zubats, not Gopher, but whatever. Yeah, Bidoof. 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 Yeah, everywhere. And it, it just feels like that's that kind of kills it for me, especially coming off of Sword and Shield, having a wide variety of Pokemon available to you. Oh it my just god, feels, the wild area. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels really bad because you know it hurts to say that i wanted to look forward to this game but i look forward to it and then i got what i got it, it could have done better uh to be fair you can go to the grand underground and there is a decent there's a good variety of like pokemon from other gens also you, like you see that shouldn't be that i feel like that shouldn't be the caveat because maybe people don't really want to go to the underground and just want to play the game and you know, I, I, it just doesn't feel right to me that you only, even if you go to a specific different area, a specific different area, a different area, yeah. they have the same Pokemon in the wild. So you're just like, okay, so screw this. I'm not going to catch them. Just going to go through the game. I guess that's what kind of got my mentality of now I just want to beat it. Maybe there's more post-game content I'm not aware of. And then we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with you. I've been seeing on Twitter, like people have been like posting their teams and I'm like, okay, like we've clearly all decided that you have to have Shinx, you have to yeah. have uh, start freak, uh, start one of the star obvious, yeah, Starly, whatever line. Yeah. Uh, yeah you have to have. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the meme where the guy's like, "Oh, maybe I'll try a different team," and then he has and freaking he Infernape, and then has all He's the like, same Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's like that phase, and it's Infernape, Lucario, freaking. Yeah, thankfully, uh, you don't have to. Uh, the one thing, the only the slice of life. The quality of life improvement is that you don't have to have a Pokemon with a, a hidden move. Oh, thank uh, God! I'm, I'm that, glad we. That's 
Yeah, that's that's gone. So that was solved yeah. back in with Sun and Moon. I think they got rid of that. That was like the I first time. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then I, that's solved in this game by having literally the Bidoof or the any kind of flying Pokemon you caught as the Pokemon that you know. But but uh, Miko, we've gone back to uh, like uh, we call it un- the old Pokemon rec- times. <laughs> no, the unrecyclable. Un- What's the word I'm looking for? We had the TMs that actually run out though. The hidden, I hate, the hidden moves. The no, the TMs. The TMs oh, actually the TMs. run out. Yeah. And like we got, we got past that point before, where like you could use the same TM over, and it's like, no, we're going back to like yet like good for one use, and that's it. I'm like, oh, right. yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> it's like, that, keep, like some things need deserve to stay in the past, you know? Yeah, it's but, like Pokemon's like taking two steps forward. No, no, one step forward, two steps back. Just what it feels like right now. And then some people like the game feels so easy because you cannot turn off the experience share for everything. Preferably, I actually enjoy that because of uh, the limited time I have to play games. I actually like to, you know, I guess it reaches the the hardcore the hardcore gamers when it comes to wanting to enjoy the game and str- not struggle but like have a challenge with it. I, right. I, I can understand why they they say that it's too easy. And I don't I can ma- see myself over leveling I- sometimes. I don't mind that as much because you're right. Like, I mean, it's saving you time on needless grinding. Uh, but then the problem I have now is that the game is like way too easy now because yeah, like, yeah. I I mean, that kind of it's kind of compounded by the fact I have Jirachi in my team. But but like hey, aside you, from you get that, that and Mew too actually not Mew too but Mew as well. as well. There you go. I, I put I put Mew in the box. I didn't want to have two psychics. I I do the <laughs> thing where I can't. I don't like having more than one of the same type. So no, I'm the I, same. I'm the same. Like I have to like like everybody has to have at, like two types and they can none of them can be repeats. So yeah, I have I put Mew in the box. I'm like I'm gonna have Jirachi because it's Steel Psychic, and so there you go. But um, yeah, the game is it feels much too easy. And I mean, it's kind of like well, you can make it not easy, but then like you're just being inefficient. And it's like, do you really want to be inefficient just for that artificial like difficulty? And it's like, no, not really. Yeah, so. No, no. It's kind of one of those situations where, like, getting what you wish for mm, kind of bites you in the ass, sort of, in a way. But it's not... Yeah. It's like, it's the least of the issues with the game, so I'm, I'm just going to ignore it. But... Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, that's my thoughts on Brilliant Diamond. I only have two badges, actually. I just got to the... Because if you... I don't know if you remember. You run into, like, the next gym leader, and she's actually, like, the fourth gym leader. Like, you don't fight her right away. You, yeah. So they pulled a the ghost chick. Her. Yeah, the ghost chick. And so I'm gonna go fight the the fighter chick. I think is next. So, anyways, so that's where I'm at. I'm actually on the the seventh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're playing the game super fast. <laughs> See, this is what I meant by like I have so much, like I, I barely have time to play all these the backlog that I have. So I'm kind of glad they have the exp- uh, the the experience share. So uh, you're I'm almost done then. This game. Yeah, you're almost uh, done then. As far as I know, without post post game content, yeah, I'm almost done. <laughs> All right, so Miko, you mentioned also you were playing Halo, well, the multiplayer for Halo. Uh, in a year with Call of Duty and Battlefield, like we already mentioned, it's weird how, ironically, Halo kind of doesn't really have much competition right now because of those games. Uh, also, it being free on Game Pass definitely helps it for the exposure. Uh, how, how are you enjoying Halo? Because I know you guys, pl- I'm not, I have Game Pass, but I have it through my Chromebook or my laptop. Yeah. So it's not exactly ideal for online multiplayer. So I'm gonna, I'm sitting this one out. But uh, how are you and the guys enjoying uh, Halo? Honestly, it's refreshing. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's 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 uh, something that triggers my nostalgia to the point where I enjoy it. And uh, the fact that 
this Halo seems uh, a little fast paced, but at the same time, it has its uh, kind of like its traditional gameplay uh, added into it. It's nice, uh, and I guess it's because we're not used to the whole. <coughs> excuse me, we're not used to the whole uh, twitch shooters that like Call of Duty uh, and the big team battles as Battlefield. Uh, but uh, Halo has a bit of more of a uh, strategic FPS in a way involved. Because you can't just kill two people. Uh, you can't just kill people in like rapidly. Rapidly, you can't just do that. You you can, but you have to plan it. Not plan it, but sometimes you can be lucky, and sometimes you just can foresee it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Halo, it sometimes it, you take a uh, the whole mag, empty the mag out, empty the mag, and it, it sometimes doesn't kill him. My favorite way, my favorite way of playing Halo is that if I don't kill him with the whole mag, I would hit them as much as I can with the magazine, and then just melee them. Because if you <laughs> melee them. You, you kind of zip forward towards them, and it counts as, as your kill. And that's how I've been playing it. So the the, the return of some favorites of like weapons, too, is nice. You get the Needler. You got the Plasma Pistol. You get both the Battle Rifle, the, uh, the, the Assault Rifle. It's just all of that added into the, the multiplayer beta. Coming from almost what seemed like we play Call of Duty every day, right. it's refreshing. <laughs> and... Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, not love it, but I like it. Uh, and uh, for for it to be free to play, and uh, well, not free to play, but for it to be part of Game Pass, it, I think it's the right choice to expose the game before it actually comes out with its campaign later in, uh, in not later, but early December. What about the new stuff in the game? Is there? I know there's like the grappling hook, and there's like some other stuff. Uh, are those like welcome <laughs> additions, or do they feel like out of place? It's it's kind of uh, a bit of both uh, because. Halo, you play Halo a completely different way than you play Call of Duty. Right, right, right. And the grapp- the grappling hook is kind of interesting because I I've used it a few times, and it just felt a little off. Uh, there's another uh, armor mod where <coughs> the your character can kind of like zip forward or zip back or zip up, so it's like a complete boost out of nowhere. Okay. Um, uh, there's also a few things where you know it's like you camo comes back it's like using um, like the up b and smash where you can go like sideways or up yeah or okay yeah the grappling hook is going back going back to that there was actually a, a, a meme where a tiktok actually where they kind of did the whole attack on titan skate with him having the sword <laughs> in one hand and then having the grappling hook in the other and he was like literally flying through the big team battle map and like you know <laughs> killing other players with the sword um but uh, that's where i meant where it kind of fits into it and it kind of doesn't right uh was but, it playing like the theme song like in the background or what yeah no, okay no. okay, okay. <laughs> uh but yeah like i think uh halo is a step in the right direction especially after they came from i think halo 5 guardians and master chief collection mm-hmm. <clears throat> i feel like it's a it's a very it's a refreshing genre not genre it's a refreshing take on the fps genre because i feel like the first person shooter genre is just saturated with battlefield and call of duty to the point like to the point like or like the Apex and stuff like that. Well, to be fair, Apex has their own kind of formula when it comes to a first-person shooter. When you're playing Call of Duty, you're playing Call of Duty, but in a different timeline with added perks. When you're playing Battlefield, you're playing Battlefield with a different timeline. With well, in this case, the new one's gonna have a completely messed up thing going on with it. <laughs> right. But um, you know, it, it, it's especially since our, us as a group, and I, I don't know if this is, it goes for everyone else listening or, or you know in the whole world. But us specifically playing Call of Duty for the past two games, which is um, Modern Warfare and Black Ops Cold War, I don't think we ever delved into Battlefield since Battlefield 1. 
So I, ha- I have it. Yeah, not since Battlefield yeah, 1. So, so I'm just used to the, the Twitch shooters. and it, it, To me, it gets numbing after a while. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of want to play something else. And I think that's what Halo did. Uh, and the fact that it's not easy kills, you kind of have to work for those kills, kind of makes it rewarding mm-hmm. that you can you can get those triple kills you can get those quadruple kills you know yeah it's like the what's old is new again kind of thing like kind of like the there's this thing in (laughs) like commute like collecting communities where like things from like 20 years ago it's always like the things from 20 years ago that become like super like popular and valuable and it's it's cyclical right like time's (laughs) like a flat circle kind of thing where things that fall out of fashion like all of a sudden like like you know remember like you get nostalgic and like and then it's time for that thing to come back like uh remember when we got um be- was it uh the call of duty world war Two? like the first not the, this one but the world war Two one from like 2017 and it was like the yeah. it was the same year that we got battlefield one it was that same year because they were both it was world war Two and world war one <laughs> and like people were just like like oh yeah like, these games are awesome because we were doing like the modern stuff for so long right and so yeah. now it's like Halo. I mean, I don't want to say Halo hasn't been good in a long time because I don't. I'm not part of that ecosystem. I don't know much about Halo, but like I think the last time people really talked about Halo like online must have been like Halo Three. That's like the hype one I remember. Yeah, three. If I remember correctly, three was the peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Reach came in, it was still peaking, but that's when it kind of slowly dips down when Halo Four and Five came out. Because then they switched to three four three, right? It started after reach right yeah and i don't want to i don't want to be the person to kind of just say that's the reason why but it just so happens to be the reason why halo kind of fell off from where where it was um so um and i think it's just because of the way they they saw how halo was supposed to well sorry i think it's the way how 343 saw how halo was supposed to go moving forward that it felt like they just completely changed it Mm -hmm. so people just didn't like it so i know for a fact there's a difference between halo 3 and halo 4 and especially from Halo Four and Halo Five. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I think I think we had a, our fair share of Halo talk. Uh, was that so? Was it just Pokemon and Halo? Were like the were those only two main games you've been playing right now? Main uh, new game. Well, sort of new, but yeah, the ones that I'm playing aside from Skyrim. But Skyrim is a whole different topic. <laughs> oh, okay. We bo- okay now. Hold on now. Hold on there. We've both been playing Skyrim actually. So it is relevant in this case because it's the uh the ps5 version of skyrim which from what i understand isn't that much different than the ps4 pro version i think there's like a ps4 pro version or something or well, like ps4 but then ps4 enhanced yeah, there you pro. go i'm sorry there you go the yeah, enhanced yeah. one <laughs> uh for, for like i remember you told me about it because i forgot that it was even out there i was like oh i don't want to play for the definitive edition you're like oh andy like if you have the ps4 version you get the free PS5 upgrade, and I was like, "Word!" And say so that's, <laughs> I like say less. And so that I remember that same night, I'm like, I stopped. I was playing um, Outer Worlds, and you're like, "Oh, you can upgrade to PS5 for free." I'm like, I just popped the disc out. I <laughs> went to look for Skyrim <laughs> immediately. Came back, put it in, installed it, up, up did the free upgrade and stuff. And I was like, I have never seen Skyrim like. I mean, it's it gets memed a lot a lot of people make fun of skyrim because of like it's on everything basically like i own the game on ps3 ps4 switch psvr now the ps5 version technically and it's like one of it's i really do feel like skyrim is like one of those timeless games that only gets better as it gets like ported and like re-updated and re like more content and more like you know graphics and all that stuff improves like it's one of those experiences like 
people make fun of it, but really it's because the game wouldn't be that popular if it wasn't like a solid game to begin with. And yeah. this version yeah. of Skyrim, like it runs buttery smooth, like the frame rate, like like I didn't know Skyrim could run this because I'm used to the janky version of Skyrim with like PS3 and PS4. Where like <laughs> the stuttering and people clipping through things and like all sorts of crazy, frames. yeah, all these crazy like. I remember it used to be like on uh, like Fallout Two also like on PS3 like it had that issue that the 360 didn't have because of like the the RAM or whatever were like as your file got bigger the game would like freak out and act weird more and more. But anyways, on that kind of went off on a tangent. Skyrim on PS5, the PS5 version, the definitive or whatever you want to call it version is so beautiful so gorgeous um i know it's like details that i don't know if they got added or were just always there and i just couldn't tell before but like the lighting like when it when it like when you're like in a dense forest and like the lighting has like those god rays and stuff like i think that was always that there was added in was no, it i think that was added in okay i remember seeing that and uh and, and when I, on my playthrough on the ps4 well i have to i would have to play it again just to get it but i do know <laughs> when i launched the ps4 version on my ps5 something was off and I don't know what it was. Um, I feel like the PS5 hits that perfect uh, mark where it comes to the textures, the lighting, to make it look so crisp mm-hmm. and well, like you know, enjoyable. Um, that it, it looks great on 4K. I mean, I, I haven't played it on my PC yet, on a on a 2K monitor to max out everything. Right. But I feel like even on PC, it's going to be uh, just as great on the PS5 if you play it. <laughs> Yeah, although, I mean, you, since you do have, like, a pretty good PC, you should try, I mean, if, as long as it doesn't cost you anything, I don't think it would at this point, but... It's not, because it's on Game Pass. Okay, well, there you go, you can apply. I think, <laughs> no, I think even on Game Pass, I think to get the definitive version, you have to have, or maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 I was, I actually downloaded the special edition on... Oh, okay, never mind then, never mind then, Dick. Game Pass. Ignore me then, never mind. It's the anniversary that you might have to pay extra for. Yeah, you're right, that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, I, oh my god. I accidentally bought that anniversary edition, Miko. Accidentally. Oh, yeah. Last night I bought uh, Tales of Arise because I, I uh-huh. that one's thirty dollars at Target. I went to two different Targets, could not find that game. I, I searched like online, like like what's the nearest one in stock, and it was like way like very far. I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm just gonna buy. I'm just gonna cave in, and I bought the PSN version. But yeah. I I did a thing where I checked out super quickly. And I forgot that you had that in your cart. I didn't notice I had it in my cart, Rico. And so I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it was like the moment where, like, as you press it, you realize what you're doing. And so, it's like, Darth Vader, no, right there. No. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what was supposed to be 40 bucks ended up being $90. And this morning, I got up early Ouch. to do the the refund thing. So like uh-huh. I, I as soon as it went through last night, I was like, oh no! And I looked it up how to reverse, you know, buying something on PSN, and I was like, as long as you don't like play it or I think like install or download it, like you're good. I'm like oh thank God! Yeah. So I just didn't touch it. I didn't even touch Tales of Arise because it was in the same transaction. Like I don't want to give them an, any excuse to like not you know honor the refund. And I'm pre- I'm pretty sure the community content's great, but if you're playing Skyrim just for Skyrim, then yeah <laughs> upgrade is all you can all you need and so i was talking i got on i woke up this morning i'm like okay like when is the chat the the, the support chat thing, whatever like it's like 8 a.m like okay so i got up 8 a.m message to whoever it was they put me like in a queue and it was like you have like 200 people ahead of you I'm like oh my god but it went by fast it, went, it was like within 20 minutes i think like every minute it was like 
five places ahead, five places ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so I got on the little chat thing, and it's like, hi, I'm Robert. How can I help you? And it wasn't over the phone, but it was like the the chat thing yeah. on the phone. And I was like, hey, I bought Skyrim by accident. Can I refund it, please? And the guy's like, okay, we'll see how we can help you. And, and like a few minutes pass by, and like nothing shows up. I'm like, like, do I have to refresh the screen or whatever? And like, okay, like, congratulate. Like, good news. Like, you qualify for a I'm like, I better. I didn't even touch that thing. <laughs> And then so I was like, okay, we're gonna honor your whatever refund. It's gonna take two billion cycles. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna take a that's gonna take a long ass time. Cause I'm I'm assuming he means like for my card, like my bank card billing cycles. Cause I didn't use a credit card, I used my bank card. So hopefully that means it might go back faster. But that was fifty bucks I did not intend to use that I accidentally <laughs> did. I'm just glad they refunded it back to me. So that's my yeah, Skyrim. Most definitely. That was my Skyrim horror story because I was I was about to tell him I was like, hey, I have Skyrim on Switch, I have it on PS3, I have it on PS4, I have it in VR. I do not, despite what you may think, I do not need this, the specific version of the game. <laughs> so, anyways, I got my refund. I won't actually get it for a while, but it's I don't I don't have to worry about it anymore. Is basically what I'm saying. So, but yeah, uh, yeah Skyrim looks amazing, timeless game. Uh, again, super pretty much a meme you know arrow to the knee all that crap uh really looking forward i don't know if you saw miko this past week uh they finally confirmed that elder scroll 6 will be xbox pc exclusive i i've heard i heard about it but i didn't see it so that's interesting because uh that that kind of like not takes away people from from another console but in a way it it shows that xbox is actually really pushing their gaming this time the gaming uh market because yeah their competitiveness gonna be in, yeah because uh, you you know how 2013 went with xbox one release or announcement and uh, oh god we've come such a fact, long way since then <laughs> the fact that i think i think the sad part is i think even sony is kind of on the high horse where they're like they're thinking that uh, and i'm not trying to like downplay sony or say anything negative about them but it's just i feel like sony thinks that they can not do no wrong with, but yeah they can do no wrong with what they are and i can i can see why because they've been so successful so far with the ps4 and ps5 uh, both back-to-back consoles where they are the number one selling consoles of that generation except mm-hmm. for switch but switch is like a it's a different you know i wouldn't consider it as a next gen it's more <laughs> like of a nintendo console it's like what the wii u <laughs> was like between the ps3 and ps4 time where it was like yeah. it was like a half so, step and the fact that xbox and microsoft are buying these studios like bethesda and then kind of putting them part of game pass it's like they're trying xbox is really doing well in the market in the gaming market in my opinion where they're kind of making it a one ecosystem so you can play it either on your computer or on your on your xbox console which is good yeah if you Uh, you have the that's that's great the ultimate pass or whatever yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're not wrong about that yeah i mean it's kind of like a meme also that like uh the game pass is the best deal in gaming like it's well yeah it's true it really is xbox it's, exclusive x that's right that's right world premiere all that stuff world um, <laughs> but uh it finally came full circle <laughs> yeah i guess so um but yeah that i mean you yeah i think some people were like really shocked and i'm like i'm kind of just thinking like you'll buy bethesda to not keep its games like on your own system like yeah, I know that you're kind of missing out on sales for like on the PS side. You're like missing out on sales there, but at the same time, like the idea is to make your ecosystem much more attractive and just you know 
other than buying Bethesda for like just general like revenue, like no, of course you're gonna use it for you take advantage of like your position and like hedge your you know hedge your uh, your exclusives close to the chest. So makes sense. Uh, I'm just glad. Sorry, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I find it funny that that they have the the Elder Scrolls exclusive, while Sony has the Not So Good Republic exclusive. And I, That's if so I remember weird. correctly, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Not So Good Republic was a Bethesda game. Bioware. Just, Bioware. Not, oh, Bio. sorry, Bioware. No, the reason why I thought of Bethesda was because I think the second one was partnered with Obsidian, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Obsidian so that, did. That's okay, that was my mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think that's kind of weird because uh, they each are now kind of having their own exclusivity again, but in their own way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's The funny thing is that game, Not So Republic, came out on the Xbox as an exclusive. Yeah, we so talked about that before. For it, for it to come into the... Oh, yeah, I remember that on the podcast. Yeah. For it to come <laughs> into the PlayStation... It's it's kind of neat because I already know where I'm gonna spend my money when it comes out as the exclusive. Yeah, uh, I'm not hating on I'm not hating on the Elder Scrolls, but uh, Skyrim was my first Elder Scrolls game. So you didn't play Oblivion first? No, okay. I tried going back to it and I couldn't. It's hard. Yeah, Oblivion has not <laughs> aged well. Yeah, it's hard. But um, yeah, the Night's uh, Lord Republic being a PlayStation exclusive is odd. Uh, I think it's being yeah. Aspire is the one that's behind it, and they're the ones who've done like the ports for the mobile. The ports, yeah, on Switch I, too. Yeah, you know how you bought Skyrim for everything. I bought Star Wars: Nacho Older for uh, Old Republic for everything because oh, I have I it on the. Game. I have it on the iOS. The Android. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna get one of the physical editions after all, or you're not sure? I'm I'm considering it because that's still a huge chunk. <laughs> well, like 175 dollars. Well, think. there is the halfway one. There's like one that's like 90 bucks, which includes I like. I can't do the halfway. Oh, okay, okay, never mind then. Never <laughs> but mind. You're right. No, no, no. If you want to say it, go ahead. <laughs> There's a 90. Okay, so limited. Run, I, we, I, I, yeah, we'll just talk about it. We have time. Uh, limited run gaming. Uh, Omar's a, our friend. Omar's a big fan of that company. They do like uh, special like physical bundles for like games that don't normally get physical releases because they're like too small or whatever. But they're doing yeah. one for Knights of the Republic, and it's like you get like you can get the standard game, which is like thirty five dollars, I think, for Switch, and then you can get like the special edition, this limited edition that has like uh like concept art, uh I think like a vibroblade letter opener, which is really dope. That's like the thing that sticks out to me the most, uh, yeah. and like some other goodies for like ninety bucks, and then they have like the ridiculous like one hundred seventy dollar one that has all that stuff I mentioned plus like more goodies and like some co- certificate of authenticity like some kind of um uh a pazak deck like an actual pazak deck like you can actually like i guess use Funny, i was i actually always wanted one as a kid when i first like learned the game i'm like that sounds kind of fun <laughs> i mean it's basically po- 21 isn't it it's like it's blackjack i think right yeah it's it's blackjack but um it's kind of different but yeah because it has cards yeah. that like take away from like the value also like it's it's yeah, it's it's a it. it's a really fun mini game but anyways yeah uh they have like an open pre-order that's going on since last friday now until start of january so you can like uh go and like enlist or like join that pre-order window and then like in four or five months i'll actually start shipping out those copies so really mm-hmm. cool stuff uh and i think oh I think, oh yeah, and one the other game, I mean, I just started playing it yesterday, but uh, since you mentioned it, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, this was a game I remember when they showed, I think E3, Square Enix showed it during their E3 presentation, 
and it was like one of those it was right after all that stuff with avengers where people were like like uh like this is kind of soon for another marvel square enix game but with a different studio a completely different studio and some people were kind of like like do we really want this and like like don't worry guys like this isn't a like a games as a service thing there's no like battle pass there's no season pass like this is a single player standalone game and you can tell from like the reviews i don't know if you've been here with the reviews but the game is solid rock solid it is oh that's good a lot of fun the the gameplay is not that like innovative like you have like as peter you only play as one character which i think is actually a good thing because it you can have like a refined experience as just one character rather than like a so-so experience across multiple characters but you play as peter quill and most of the stuff you do is like you have like a melee you kind of like punch and kick and stuff and then most of your like abilities revolve around like your twin like pistols and stuff and so you use your twin pistols to like target enemies and then you can kind of like do the miko did you play final fantasy 15 i have yes okay so you know like how you can do that hotkey thing where you like there's like a button assigned to a character and like you can have the character like do like a ability like in that moment or whatever yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing here where like instead of ignis and prompto you have uh gamora and drax and rocket and Groot, and like they're each assigned to like one of the face buttons or not the face buttons i'm sorry uh-huh. you hold l1 and then you assign them with the face buttons and they'll do like uh whatever their special ability is it's like assigned to them and there's like a cooldown, so then the ne- you'll go to like the next character to do the same thing and so like you're kind of just like cycling through the characters, like their abilities, like through cooldowns, just to see like what's available, and they're kind of just like supporting you while you just basically rain hell down on the enemies and stuff. But like, yeah. that's not even like the best part. The best part of the game, honestly, is the characters and the story's actually <laughs> interesting. Like, it's actually really compelling. Like, not not going super spoilery, but it's this is like a different take of the Guardians. Like, it's different from the comics and different from like the MCU Guardians. But clearly influenced by both because like like Rocket sounds like kinda of like Bradley Cooper, like from the MCU, but you can tell it's not Bradley Cooper. And then but then Gamora sounds nothing like Zoe Saldana. And so like all these characters are kinda of like composites of like the MCU version and like their like comic accurate versions. And yeah. so like they would talk about like Thanos, but in this point, in this story, like Drax, the destroyer, Drax has already killed Thanos in this game. Like you find that off like right in the beginning, so that's not like a big spoiler. But like, so it has nothing to do. Like, there's no like Thanos like story or whatever. This is like a like a unique original story where like they're kind of they're just starting out trying to get their name known. Like they're not like in the infamous Guardians of the Galaxy yet. They're just kind of trying to get like they like the only thing they've done of note at this point was they killed Thanos and like other people are starting to learn about them. And so like, they're trying to like take on like jobs and missions to kind of build up their rep and stuff. And so, but yeah. like the relationships between the characters and like the dialogue is so well written. Like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll like laugh or do the smirk, but then I have like the, the Andy laugh where I can't like hold my breath. I can't catch my <laughs> yeah. breath. I've done that like twice legitimately where like, like, like really funny clever dialogue and i'm like like that was really good like well-written stuff so um (laughs) it's like one of those games i guess you could get away with just watching a playthrough because the enjoyment comes not so much from the gameplay but the actual story and the characters so i mean i still recommend playing especially now that it's like 30 bucks you don't have to even pay full price so uh i know that's good that's good to hear because that makes that makes me look forward to it but uh but the problem is i don't know if that's uh one of the games that come with a free upgrade so we'll, we'll see 
And if it doesn't, then I'll probably go with the PS5 version. I honestly don't know because when I was at uh when I was at Target, they had the PS4 and PS5 versions, and I was too lazy to look it up in that moment. So I just went with the PS5 version because they were like the same price anyway. So I'm like, I'm just gonna get the PS5 version. But I should have checked. I, yeah. I should have checked. I guess I just don't think the same way about trophies like you do. But yeah, yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> I should have checked. But um, anyway, so yeah, we're up to sp- that's pretty much what we've been playing. So um, anyways, I feel like I've used up so much of your time already, Miko. <laughs> we're almost at two hours at this point. Almost two hours, yeah. And you're like, how long is it going to take? I'm like, oh, about an hour to two. And I was like, oh, it shouldn't take too long. And like, well, here we are. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of the end. was there anything else you wanted to throw in Miko? by the way like i don't know if you had any ideas of anything uh at the moment no um but if if i'm welcome to come back to the the show i'm willing to just see what i can put up so i can like put notes and write notes on what to talk about and then we'll probably conversate or draft what the uh the topics are going to be so we'll go from there okay well at least you did it better than johnny because johnny when i asked him is there anything else you want to add johnny's like nah i'm like okay you kind of did the same thing <laughs> but much more eloquent so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's because it's it's uh it's the, I guess it's the vibe of how we were just discussing the topic. So, uh, and I I'm, I'm the kind of person who tries not to like kill the the tone. Okay. Unless it's like something that really pisses me off, but yeah, uh, I definitely would look okay. forward to to uh, yeah, I'll definitely look forward to like the next uh uh. Thing where i've featured it <laughs> all right thank you miko is there anything you wanted to like because it's it's kind of cliche but it's this podcast etiquette to ask is there anything you wanted to plug in or anything that you wanted like to talk about or such something you wanted to throw in at the last minute before we ended or i don't know uh, not that i can think of because you you are what i would consider a modern renaissance man where like you have your hands in everything like hobby wise you have your boxing you have your dancing you have your djing stuff like you have every kind of conceivable hobby under the sun is like something you do so i just wasn't sure if you wanted to kind of like promote something or or maybe not i don't know well i yeah i do all that stuff but they're hobbies um uh, and I guess I'm more of a modest man. I don't like to self promote. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm more I'm more of like if you like my stuff, that's great. If you don't, that's also great. Uh, it's not for everybody. Um, but you know, I'm I'm not trying to get into the spotlight. I just like what I like. I just like doing what I'm doing. Um, and that's you know, I always think about oh, it'll be cool to be like famous. But the real reason why I don't want to like even reach that kind of like have that mentality uh-huh. is because i want to keep my privacy does that make sense no yeah that uh, makes perfect sense johnny <laughs> like johnny doesn't even allow me to say his last name on air because he's like super private so like yeah yeah i get i completely understand that and <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy with a modest life i'm not gonna i'm not reaching for the start well i should in a way monetarily but with everything <laughs> else that i want like you know like like fame and all that stuff i can do without that i'm just happy with if i can have my family live great and if i'm happy if i'm happy with my own stuff that's that's all i ask for okay yeah no problem uh that makes sense uh i mean i don't have any illusions uh, delusions of grandeur myself like i don't i don't think this will ever be anything like <laughs> that i could ever like make a living off of but it's something that's fun and like as i say it's fun to dream and it doesn't cost anything to dream so that's where we're at <laughs> all right thank you miko uh ladies and gentlemen if you have any comments suggestions questions uh you want to tell miko how good of a job he did because he really did do an awesome job thank you by the way miko for that uh you can it's reach my us first, uh, podcast like in like 
recorded podcasts for me. That's not true, Mister Poporinos. Well, see, see, uh, I'll I'll go into that. It's just more of like being in the moment where we have a topic to go through, like fully. Oh, okay, okay. Because Miko, by the way, did used to have a podcast with my cousin Brian and their other friend Brandon and. It was kind of just a very general kind of just like whatever the spur of the moment kind of thing, right? Yeah. From yeah, what yeah. I remember. So he's being a little modest, but yeah, there's some truth there and some <laughs> some lies there too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. All right. So that's going to be uh, it for us tonight. Thank you, everybody. If you've managed to get this far in this two hours, uh, thanks for listening. Uh We've had steady growth, steady growth on the podcast. Like you can go on, I can go on Anchor and see like the stats and stuff. So there is people who do actually get to the end of the episode. So thank you. Uh, that's about it. So I guess I guess we're just ending here. And uh, goodbye, everybody. Good night, and thank you. And thank you for having me, Eddie. No problem, Miko. 